Everybody and welcome to this week's Conversation Street. This is episode 509 for the week of the 7th to the 11th of February. How are you doing? Gemma, how are you doing? Ooh. Ooh, we're cold, cold. <laughs> uh, this is the one thing that we're learning about our new house. It's cold. It was boiling when we moved in in September. <laughs> well, there is a bit of an energy crisis going on. We are being trying to be a bit frugal. stingy yeah. with the heating because our house is in two parts and there's only heating in one part and we don't want to pay for heating in the part we don't sit in in the evening. Well, I'm, we're sitting in bed at the moment with the electric blanket on and <laughs> I've got a hoodie on with my hood up because today it was, I don't know, what I can't remember what day it is. Somebody listening will probably know. Something, something, International Football FA, something, oh. something, day or week or something. And we all had to wear sports kits to school today. Yes, haha! I hear you laugh. <laughs> and I, I had to kind of raid my um, wardrobe last night to find anything that could be remotely considered as sporty in there. And what I managed to find was a screwed up pair of jogging bottoms, um, a t-shirt that I wore when my colleagues um, coerced me into doing a cross-country race with them once, and um, a hoodie. I didn't even have a pair of trainers to wear today because I just got those converse. It was so bad. It's ridiculous. But it's I'm I'm feeling the benefit now because I say it's, it's it's warming my head up quite nicely. Well, see, you're far more fit than I am, but I'm a bit more sporty than you are. Aren't I? Aren't I'm not I? particularly fit, to have be you fair. Got a different pen than this. I don't have any other pen. Oh no, there's another pen over here. No, um, but um, yeah, because you you don't wear. Like, if you were a Spice Girl, which one would you be? Because. I often think about this for myself, but I think you'd be posh spice. You reckon? Yeah, Snobby because you're spice. like aloof and you don't like eat normal food. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but I don't, you know, I do eat food. And you married like a well-fit, incredibly, like, <laughs> e- egregious and fun-loving person, aka me. I can be quite scary sometimes in, <laughs> in class, so I don't mean to be necessarily. Who would you be then? Amalgamation of all of them because I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> oh, fine. Man. Did you? Was it? Um, didn't Jerry Halliwell say that um, Queen Elizabeth was? Um, yes, she had girl power. She had girl power. She said the other. Well, it's a step up from saying that Margaret Thatcher was the original Spice Girl, which was a <laughs> yeah, classic Jerry quote there. <laughs> the from six, the 90s. The six Spice Girl. Spice. <laughs> um, we are not here to talk which, about that. Funnily enough, temperature or Spice in Girls. Japanese means chicken spice it does, it does. no we're going to be talking about the coronation street uh, episodes from this week that is episodes 10,556 to 10,561 but before we get to that Gemma is going to do her weekly week's quiz weekly whiz <laughs> weekly week quiz. yeah it'll be a wizard it sure. is week um I have got a quiz for you for the 7th to the 11th of February in years ending in a two and a seven, and I have sourced this from coronationstreet.fandom.com, the ultimate source for Coronation Street oh. facts day by day. This is quite nice. I've just while Gemma was reading that, I, I grabbed my mug of hot Vimto, and this is quite quite refreshing. It's oh, a lovely aroma and warming my hands. Go on. What kind of fruit is in a Vimto? Uh, raspberries. And Do you know this for a fact? Because we know that a Red Bull doesn't... is electric strawberry. Isn't um the Vimto comes from Manchester? Yes, doesn't it, it is. It's got a Vimto it's factory. A very appropriate fans. drink. Yeah. Don't tip it on yourself, please. Go on, go. Okay. Seventh of February, nineteen sixty-two. Ken's first foray into which profession? 
causes a stir amongst the neighbours. <laughs> Not trolley pushing. <laughs> <laughs> he starts gathering up all the trolleys and taking pound coins off people. Um, back in the day was, you know, about £26. Yeah, but back in the day they didn't have pound coins, Gemma. 1983. No, true. I can't really know. Um, I'm oh, going to say... How t- do you know this? Well, because it's the year I was born. I think that was when they first had pound coins. Is that right? Was that a celebration of your birth? Yeah. The coom's like, let's all do one pound um, coin. I think, I think I'm right in saying that. I might be oh, I have to one. say happy birthday to the Queen. Yes, happy birthday, Queen. We did make fun. Years. 70 We did years make on fun the on the podcast last week about um, Rita and Audrey banging on about the Jubilee, didn't we? Because by that point, nobody had actually mentioned it. It's almost like they'd forgot and everyone was going to have to write uh, to her for a sorry me, I missed your I birthday card. I have done very many Jubilee-themed activities. But I know, but we, did, we didn't... Uh, there hasn't been an actual proper Jubilee celebration as, as Audrey and Rita would have you believe yet. That's the coming in the summer. Sorry, um, I'm going to say teaching is the answer to that question. Wrong. Oh, what? 62? Oh, I don't know when he put... Oh, no, I suppose he was too young then. Newspaper in? Please give me an answer. Writing. Journalism. Yeah. Do you not remember this? It was very... This, this I'm going to give you a yes, zero. Yes, of course. So this is when he wrote about um, what beer-swilling morons his neighbours were, I assume. This is when he um, got an article in the... It was called The Student and the Working Class and it was published in Left Wing Survival Magazine. Mm. And he got 12 guineas and I spent quite a lot of time trying to work out what that is. Could you? No. <laughs> okay, right, I'll do better the next question. Let's go. 7th of Sep- February, 1977. Sep- February. 7th of February, okay. 1977. Ray Langton christens Tracy without telling Deirdre. But what middle name does he give her? Oh gosh, what's Tracy's? Is it Lynette Len- or something? Correct. Yes. Brilliant. Yes, that's right. That's a good one to know. 8th of February 2002. Kevin fires Tyrone for what at the garage? 2002? He fires... This pen. I need another pen. It doesn't matter. Just, just imagine I'm getting it right. Um, what does... I can't imagine that. I don't know. What on earth was he doing in 2002 that would have Kevin firing him? Sleeping? Incompetence in? Wasn't it Shaggin Maria, was it? Because that came later. It um, was issuing fake MOT certificates. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Scamming. Scamming. 8th February 2017. What does Adam tease Daniel for after looking on his laptop? <laughs> Gosh, I don't remember. Um, I remember talking about this on the podcast because it was silly. Do you? No, I don't know. Not got a clue. Um, it is, he is a virgin oh. at the age of 22. Why but, was this on his laptop? I don't know. <laughs> but it's really funny because um, Coropedia has this sentence <laughs> on the yeah. on the page for, for the entry. Adam looks at Daniel's laptop and discovers he's a virgin. <laughs> like as though Adam's like, hang on, this video makes me realise... <laughs> I've been doing it wrong all this time. Is he like a counter on the desktop, like um, this many days without sex or something? (laughs) And he's just got a big button there to press, a big cherry button for him to press when he finally loses his Do you not remember this silly story when we were talking about how ridiculous it is to make fun of somebody for... Well, I can't imagine we would have said that, but no, I don't remember that at all. He's 22. Moving on. 9th of February, 1987. Rita invites which boyfriend to move in with her, causing tongues to wag on the street. 1987. Think about it. Surely Alan Bradley. Yay! Yay! That's right. You've only got two left and you've got three wrong and two right. Yeah. Oh dear. 9th of February, 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Sophie is shocked and disappointed when Rosie gets a job in London for 12 weeks doing what? Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. Um, oh, was this, uh, I'm going to say this is maybe Painful. when she was on her reality TV thing. Yay! Yes. All oh, right. So three right, three wrong. It all comes down to the last question, Gemma. Right. Think about this. Now you should be able to answer this. Okay. We have personal experience. 10th <laughs> of February, it. 2017. Mm-hmm. Why do Rosie and Sophie pretend to be interested in Brian's allotment? There were drugs hidden there. That's right. That's what we yes. do at the allotment. We bury drugs. Yes, I knew it. Four out of seven. Okay. Yeah, only seven questions this week. I, I'm trying to cut back. I'm trying to be... I'm trying... Pe- I, think, I don't think people tune into the podcast or the quiz. That's no, true. I, I think you're right, but I, I'm, I'm sad that you said it. It makes me feel bad about myself. Oh, I love it. I thought it was great. Um, yes, we have an allotment and we have never buried drugs there. But if we did, you Grounds probably would not find them. Uh, would you like to hear about birthdays? Yes, I'd love to. 12th of February, Jenny McAlpine, who plays Liz Dape. She was born. 13th of February, Peter Gunn plays Brian Packham. 14th of February, Mark Eden, who plays Alan Bradley. 16th of February, Peter Adamson, who plays Len Fairclough. Can I just say, hmm. one epic month so far. I know, I know. 16th of, oh no, 17th of February, Prunella G, played Doreen Heavey. Ellie Hellington. We love played... her, don't we? Doreen Heavey. Oh, yeah. She was, a, she was a, 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 a recent addition to your Corrie characters that you love. Well, I'm always adding more. Yeah. Uh, Ellie Hellington, who played Josie Clark, and the 18th of February, Tom Wisdom, who played Tom Ferguson. Happy birthday to all you lovely Corrie folks. And is it rude of me to say that when it comes to February, the best is yet to come? Hmm? When it comes to birthdays. Oh yes, there is a good, there's a very important <laughs> birthday coming up very, very soon in February. We'll talk about that one when it is a week off. Right, should we get on with this week's street talk and talk about <sighs> street? Yes, what, let's what do it. Well, let's find out in street talk. <laughs> okay then, so this week's Coronation Street. We had a lot of Sarah and Adam this week, didn't we? And I think I'm starting to not forget that they're married. So that's quite good development for it. All those years where we forgot that they're a couple, I think they're really trying to ram it down our throats that he is most definitely her darling right now. My darling. Her... <laughs> Where's this come from? She's done this for a while and every time she says... Oh, there you go, my darling. I'm like, no. <laughs> I just, it's like her little catchphrase that's come really out of is. nowhere now, isn't it? It's very odd. Um, but yeah, so we had that. That's our main story this week. That what was else our, was there, my darling? That, that was the cat and the boundary dispute. Which wasn't there are, really I'm, I'm going to maintain this. What? There is no accent in the British Isles mm. that makes my darling sound normal oh my darling listen oh, my darling. in the year 2022 <laughs> we've left my darling behind us she can call in whatever the heck she wants if you want to be regional about it and she can't because she lives in the north you'd say my lover but she can't because she's not from Bristol. No. Um, we have then got the Max Impact storyline and um, whatever impact there was from Daniel pushing him down the stairs last week. We've got to find out this week. I've got a, a shipping name for our new couple, Jamie. Hamish. Jamie? What? You said you've got a shipping Gemma. name. Oh, sorry, Gemma. Uh, I, excuse me, my lover. No, my name's not Jamie. <laughs> Hamish is my new shipping name for Jacob, Hay and Amy. 
pay me. Yeah. I'd like it more if you didn't call me Jamie. <laughs> you or, know, you, do you know that this is not... <laughs> once it gets out, you know what, we store this story then. Everybody's talking about Hamie. You know, like the you know musical. That, do you know that this is not the know. Joe Rogan podcast? Who's that? I'm not Jamie. You're so, not okay, Joe. Okay, fine. Next, so we, next up, we have got Kelly's mummy and the tumorous tummy. Because old Laura has got a hospital storyline. Or has she? I think she might be making it up. But I don't know. What's next, my lover? <laughs> Nina, Nina writes... <laughs> She did bugger all this week. She spent about two episodes just saying, I think I'm going to go to therapy. And that was what happened there. Then we Can I a- just say, anybody who's tried to get on a waiting list in the NHS for therapy, exactly what you say for about all you, a month. All you got to do is turn up after the no. GP's back from holiday. No. And, and then you sort You just go, I'm going for therapy. I'm going for therapy. I'm on a waiting list. I'm going for therapy. And then we had a bit of Tim's Tricky Ticker tonight. And there was like one scene of the Drop Dead Ted storyline as well. Now, I will take the cad and the boundary disputes. Ted, Ted Dead Ted. Oh, yeah. The dusky and crutch How story. How could actually... I I'll tell you now, Gemma. Get. Emma saw a picture of... <laughs> herself, in inverted commas, in the paper, and was like, ooh, ek, this story's what not over yet. What did you call yet. this? What? Drop what did you Ted? This should be called Better Off Ted, because everybody would be better off if they were Ted, and therefore deceased, and not having to endure the boredom of this story. But there was only one scene this week, so I'm going to let them off. Better Ted. Right, Gemma, I'm going to tell you, in case you have forgotten... Tell me, my darling. ...about... <laughs> Gonna really get on my wig. Wow, join the club. <laughs> join the club. Right, Monday then. Sarah is still knocked off at Adam. Uh, she doesn't realise she needs to cut him a little bit of slack though after last week. And then what? Well, Lydia comes in with some pan au chocolat saying, sorry for holding Adam up last week, me being a bit no, drunk and everything. If you want to win me over, you need to have an almond croissant. That is, yeah, if anyone wants to, yeah, yeah curry almond Gemma's favour. Pour moi. Whenever we go to somewhere like that, you always have an almond croissant. Eh, pour toi. Something chocolatey pour moi. Pour toi. Mm. Certain pan au chocolat. Yeah, but I also like those little twisty things that you can get with the pepito chocolat in. Just oh, a, it sounded like any, Sarah Lou. She was speaking French anything today, Anything chocolate for Michael and anything with almonds in for me. There we go. Just a little tip for you guys. <laughs> um... So she she has she has a bit of a moan about Daniel and Daisy a little bit, but that's a different story, Lydia, so I'm not Imran tells Adam that something has happened to his car. So this is mere weeks after we had the whole scratching malarkey. And it's even worse this time because someone's only gone smashed his windscreen. I think it's Sam dropping telescopes out of balconies again. Could be. He's, he's staying quiet about it, is all I'm saying. So Could be Ad- binoculars this time. Yeah, probably. Adam has had enough. He's not being bullied. He's off to see Jeremy Bremner, the Jeremy boundary Bremy. dispute man. And uh, Imran and Sarah think he should really go to the police first, but... In true courage edition, Adam's going to take it into his own hands. He's Scottish, he's hard, he's just going to toss a cabra at him or something, and it'll all be over, he thinks. It's going to make him some really stiff porridge. Yeah, Sarah's a little bit worried about this. He With thinks, salt in it. He thinks that, she thinks that Adam's going to be provoking this Jeremy guy, but um, they're trying to say, no, 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 it's going to be fine, don't worry about it. So, Adam's there. Um, oh yeah, he, no, oh no, sorry, that's after Adam's come back. I've just, I've just kind of missed the whole bit, which is Adam going to see Jeremy. Jeremy Barony. Stop saying that. <laughs> Stop interrupting I me. I literally have good... nothing. Listen, if I can't say Jeremy Barony and my darling, 
I can't add anything, so I'll just be quiet. Here's a reference to see if anybody gets, <laughs> because whenever we hear anybody called Jeremy on the TV, Gemma and I say, Jeremy, why Anne? And the first person who can tell us what that's a reference to gets a shiny uh, sixpence. They get, they get a mug. <laughs> Jeremy. They don't get any mugs. You can have a T-shirt. You can have a T-shirt. Jeremy, why Anne? Jeremy, why Anne? What's that a reference to? Right, so Jeremy is visited by Adam. I think he's got a little bit of a lock-up down the bottom of Kitchener Street, which is like the dodgiest place in the whole of Weatherfield because that's where Kelly goes having a sleep and gets drugs offered to her. Um, and I don't remember what else happens there. Oh, there's there's, there's there's tanning salons run by paedophiles down there and you everything. Get, just round the back of the Roy's Rolls. You get raped, you get rolls, or you get cancer. Yeah, not so good. Anyway, so he's there and Jeremy's like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. And um, he gets his hebbies out for a bit of intimidation. So Adam backs off. Um, next up, he goes back to work and Mr. Bosgrove's there. And I couldn't figure out who Mr. Bosgrove was. You wondered whether it was... The other guy in the boundary dispute. No, it's not. I think part of the boundary dispute problem is that so much has just been talked about yep. off screen, hasn't yep. it? And and you would be very much forgiven for going, what's this boundary dispute? Yep. I don't think anybody really knows. No. It's been, they've been talking about it for a month now and it's kind of just it's leading like up to this. somebody in the writer's room went, what, do you, what boring stuff do you lawyers do that nobody wants to hear about? And somebody went, I know. One time I had an argument with my neighbour about a fence and everyone fell asleep in the writer's room. And then they woke up and they went, brilliant, boundary dispute. Do it, do Let's it. Let's do that. Anyway, so he's yeah, either him or he's some potential client if you don't or something know who, like that. If you don't know what's going on with the boundary dispute, that's fine. You it haven't doesn't missed matter. a single thing. It doesn't matter because it's Lydia. Anyway, um, there's, there's, there's a new this, client, isn't this, there? Yes, this, this, this Mr. Bosgrove. Client. But um, he's, he's very happy and then the police he's come in and spoil it. He's got all kinds of boundaries. They've all got shooters. He's got all these boundaries. Like, I don't like it when I go out for a meal and somebody tries to buy me a drink. I don't like it when I go to a bar and somebody talks to me. I do not like it when I go to a urinal and somebody comes next to me and then gives me eye contact and looks down at my penis. How do you know about that? It's a boundary that you do not cross. Uh, Don't cross the streams. Exactly. (laughs) So... Gemma, we're in the middle of an armed siege. Can I just say, it's not exactly a secret. Men all think it's a secret that you don't like standing next to each other at urinals. It's normal. I remember when I revealed the secret to you of sometimes there's a trough in men's toilets. I think I know there's a trough. You did, but I remember telling you and you didn't, and you were stunned by this. Disgusting. (laughs) Sometimes it... Anyway, sorry everybody for this... No. For this repulsive diversion. Imran... Adam and Bosgrove are down on the floor, hands over their heads, um, and then and they've had reports of a gun. So they someone's called in a gun threat to the lawyer's office, but then like... they go home when they realise they have not got a shooter. This is like what happens when you're a live streamer. Mm, what? When you're like a live streamer on Twitch or something, somebody swats you. I don't understand that reference. I'm not with it enough. I was feeling really sorry for the guys that had to get down on the floor because that's floor is probably skanky as isn't it i'm not just saying because uh, uh, you know can i just say one thing that floor is definitely not vegan no it's definitely not yeah um anyway so yeah they don't have to stay for it for long because the gunmen go home because they realize (laughs) that it's fake gun threat so sean um comes and tells sarah about this armed police at the solicitors so she clops off to see that gets back there police are gone by this point bosgrove is not happy and no business from him in the future what on earth's going on says sarah this has gone far enough the police didn't even tidy up after themselves that would have (laughs) that lawyer's office is always a pig site isn't it 
<laughs> they should be arrested for. What did they do? Did they like go? I'm gonna ping all these paper clips all over the floor. They were, they, they, Adam should have. Yeah. What did you say? Well, oh, I think, it wasn't I, like this when you got yeah, here. Literally, she turns up and Adam and Adam and Imran were like, "Look at the mess they've made." <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a cleaner, do they? No. They need to get Leanne. They on used that, to I have a, a receptionist who I assume would have cleaned the bogs, but yeah, no. They're like, "Oh no, I can't believe the SWAT team came and did a massive poo in the toilet. <laughs> it wasn't me, or Sarah. Can you deal with that, please." Well, look, there, it was recently Burns Night. Oh, this podcast is filth tonight. The toilet's humour is it's as bad as flipping a big pile of poo and weeing Tiny the Horses, basically, isn't it? Well, there's a Ian McLeod would be there's proud of There's a precedent. Us. It's not our fault. So Im- Imran is worried that this office is going to get a bit of a te- reputation for being a bit dodgy. I don't think that goes anywhere else. So Adam decides, enough's enough. I'm going to tell the police so Jeremy can get arrested. So he goes off there. Um... It's, it's all okay. Sarah's having a bit of a panic. Is he going to come after them next? And she says, look, please stop poking the bear here um, because you're going to have people coming after me and Harry soon. Adam says, no, don't worry. He's had his revenge. This will be the end of it, Sarah. And that she was says, a good episode of are you sure, Game of Thrones. What? With the bear in it. Yes, it was. Adam gets a phone call then from another unknown, unknown number. He's being harassed by Mr. N- Mr. or Mrs. Nobody. And um, yeah, there's nobody there. He, and he answers it and says, Oh, I know it's yours, Jeremy. Yes, I was getting a bit pathetic now. You'll slap up sometime and the cops will be don't on to you. Don't answer the phone if you don't know who it is because it's normally somebody pretending and they're a robot and they want you to know... They want to know if you've been in an accident. Yeah, it's probably that. He, uh, he he ends the episode pouring himself a scotch with a shaky hand. He's worried this has got to him. There's Wednesday. No need to be so Wednesday. Adam gets another silent phone call in the morning, and Sarah's still worried about the security of the place. Don't but Adam says, your phone. "Don't what worry, are you it's going to be fine." No, oh no, Hire he does actually. Doesn't he? he pretends that somebody else. Hire a receptionist and get her to answer the phone. That's what I would do. Or him. Or him is twenty. I'd get a butler. Hello. Hello. Imran um, shows Adam that the gun raid has made the paper I don't really think that goes anywhere unless I missed it Um, and then he has a bit of a go at him for bringing this on them by provoking Jeremy and Adam says look stop blaming the victim here not my fault that that the office was raided sorry and all that Imran says look I just don't make like being made to feel like a criminal. He has a bit of a moment, doesn't he? He says, oh, sometimes I go down the court to be a to be a lawyer and people think that I'm um, the defendant. I've, listen, I've heard this before about... Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, there are very high-profile stories about um, uh, people who work in the courts and they are not white and they go to work and they get profiled and they get treated like, like they're one of the people defending themselves. And it's very unpleasant. And we also, I read you a story today about somebody who um, is, has Afro hair and wants them to stop wearing wigs. Oh, yeah. Because they can't wear the wig on the top of their hair. Don't take the wig off him, Ran. He looks so dashing. He doesn't wear a wig. He sometimes. does wear a wig. Sometimes. sometimes he does. Sometimes if he chooses. He doesn't. It does make you think, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Anyway, um, so that was quite nice. Uh, um, is it nice or is it... Well, no, is it, it, was a, it was a moment of, you know... Well, it Social goes. It does. It really realism. does make you realise because you're a bloke. You're a white bloke. It's you don't. True. You you've not really had pause to think about a lot of these things. I'm a white lady, and uh, I think we smashed all the ceilings, haven't we? So there's nothing left for us to do. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're at the pinnacle. Right? <laughs> Doing there's... a podcast. <laughs> In a bed with the electric blanket on on a Friday I'm night. I'm living the dream. Yes. 
there, there's definitely a lot of things to think about. And, and definitely, if, if you're, this is what, you know, we've seen lots of videos of, especially from America, of people rushing into rooms where people are there and waving guns around. And it makes you feel very different about it if you're not white, because it's a lot more serious and a lot more dangerous. Mm. And I would be absolutely terrified. So I really like the fact that they brought this up in the show. Yeah, I did. Because, you know, you kind of assume certain things about people if they're at a certain educated level or maybe Mm. of a higher kind of class than you. But skin colour is something that everybody sees before they see anything else. Well, I also appreciated it. And I I hope I'm not wrong here, is that it wasn't put in as a throwaway, not a throwaway, as a line to say... And here comes a racial profiling story because surely they're not going to have another one of those. It's just like a natural thing for Imran to say. Often when they have lines like that, it's just to no, clue I, you in to the fact that there's a story coming up where Imran Adam gets... Adam would not have thought to any any further than this was really inconvenient and irritating mm. to me. Um, and, and there's Imran going, what are they here for? Yeah. Because the reasons that he probably thought they were there were a lot different from the reasons that Adam was there. Mm, Adam thought Adam they thought were there. So, yeah. You know, because Adam's thinking they've made a terrible mistake and Imran could be thinking, why? who's who said something? Mm. What have they said? Why are they here? What's going to happen now? Yeah, yeah. So um, he Adam starts to tell Imran about these silent calls and everything because Imran's getting a bit narky. At work... I'm sorry, that's... Did I, did I downplay everything you just said there by saying Imran's getting a bit narky? Imran's getting knocked. He doesn't like. He doesn't like having a gun shoved in his face. Listen, I love That's it. What I, think really I love you it, off. but I can't say everybody does. Um. So that at work, a, that was a joke. At work, Sarah admits to Lydia this whole thing may have actually brought her and Adam closer. What with them looking after each other and God everything, damn isn't it, that lovely? Lydia. So in the cafe, Adam gets another silent phone call, and Imran says, "You really should be reporting this right now." That's not silent. Silent but deadly. <laughs> that is a that is a felt ripper. That one. That was a mouth. Um, anyway, Adam does not want to report this. Not Why just... would you think if somebody phoned you up and just bought a telephone? Oh my gosh, Gemma. I wouldn't mind. You've gone wild this evening. I'm tired. Anyway, Gail and Harry and Sarah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You done? They go back Don't to the flat. Me up and fire me. Sarah Gail is sensibly cautious in her own words as she kind of. Um, She's uh, been there before. She's done it. She's got cards. And yeah, she has. And She's there's got some, them in the there's some lovely probably. flowers on the table. Um, and Sarah sees them, assumes them, and assumes they're from Adam, and leaves a lovely voice message on him saying, "Thank you very much, my darling." Well. But Adam doesn't this, get the voice message. He this gets... goes to show that they're rookies as far as relationship goes. Because if a, a load of if a load of flowers turned up in the house, I'd phone the police immediately because I know it would not be from you. I get you flowers sometimes. Yeah, but you bring them yourself. Anyway, they're in the, like you know they've only just married a few years ago. They're also, lilies. What are you trying to do? Kill the cat? They don't stain have a the cat. carpet. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Lilies? <laughs> Adam gets home and obviously he's got no idea where these flowers are from. Oh, look, there's a card inside which she somehow <laughs> didn't notice earlier that says the next bouquet will be for your funeral. Oh, that's weird because I thought it said... Gosh, how many cans have you had this evening, darling? 
You had a few I've gens. One, one, or two, one or two or three gens. I one think I might darling. have seen four empty cans by the sofa earlier, actually. You're you celebrating your deadline what? being over. Cans of what? Cake? Okay. Pink stuff. No. <laughs> Adam. Pink stuff. I don't know what it is that you drink. Um, Adam goes searching through the house because they realise that these flowers are on the table. The door was locked. Oh, no. What if they're still here? I'm just going to carry on and ignore you. You just laugh away, it's fine. If you want to double the length of this podcast. <laughs> I don't even get what's funny at the moment. Absolutely nothing. Okay, I'm just checking. There's nothing funny about any of it. So, Adam goes round the house brandishing his baseball bat to knock Nevin Bells out of this person that may well still be snooping around in there, but he didn't find anyone, so that's fine. So then they get the police round and then they say, right, you should get the locks Ooh. changed and so on. Oh, what? They had a new police lady. Was it a new one, was it? She, yeah. Oh, she had good hair. Didn't she you? had, she was beautiful and she had amazing hair. Yes. Um, Adam says we've been getting silent phone calls and the police officer says, well, I'll do whatever I can about that. <laughs> said did they sound like this <laughs> my gosh okay can, may I continue <laughs> can't wait till it's your turn to do the synopsis for the next story <laughs> Don't let me stop. Ed comes over and changes a lot because he's done bugger all this <laughs> lately on the programme so he thought he might as well make himself useful here <laughs> Adam says to Sarah, look, we can't stay here tonight. It's not safe. Well, you can't anyway. I'm going to stay here with my Wesco. He's staying there. He's going to pounce if they come back. And Aunt Sarah says, look, you can't just take law into your own hands, mister, my darling. And he says, I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. No, so Sarah doesn't. goes to the bistro, feels Nick on this because he also hasn't been in it for a while and he wants to have, he wants to be involved in the story. And he says, Adam really shouldn't be in the flat on his own. So he sends Pete around. Um, and then they do a little bit of, bonding of something I don't know Pete it just seems a bit like the whole there are a few characters that were completely pointless in the story Gail was there but didn't do really anything Peter didn't seem to add anything to this Nick didn't seem to add anything to this I, I don't know and then what do you know at the end of the episode it's another silence Gemma silent <laughs> phone call for Adam and um then he snaps and says oh the police are on to you and uh, he puts the phone down, starts ringing again, and this is clearly getting to him. And at long last, end of the episode, cut to outside. Who is the mystery caller? It is. What? <laughs> <laughs> Gemma. Lydia. 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 I knew it was Lydia all along. We all knew it was Lydia all along, really, didn't we? So thank goodness they've revealed that so we don't have to be um, theorising about that. No, I'm going to blow anymore. my nose and I'm going to purge it. Okay. <laughs> Quality podcasting. This is what nine and a half years does <laughs> later. Pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness this is free. I'm done. Five stars, everybody. Get on iTunes right now. I really think we've earned four point seven. <laughs> no, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Friday. Lydia's lurking around the factory as Adam and Sarah are talking about this break-in yesterday. That's and she's not fair. Surprised. She's employed there. This is like saying I lurk around the house. I'm employed. She was totally lurking. 
No. I thought she was Dirk at one point. Well, she spies the new keys, which listen. Sarah has handily left on the desk. If you're not quite sure what your job description is, you have no option but to lurk. Mm. Of course, Carla's not there at the moment, because if she was, then she would have spied Lydia being very sneaky and stealing the keys later. Um, so Sarah tells Lydia about all her plans with Adam <laughs> for the day. I'm going to go off a bistro, etc. I'm going to have a bit of drama later on as well. And when her back is turned, Lydia pockets the keys. So Adam has having a dinner with Sarah. Oh, he's off his food, though. Why? Meanwhile, Lydia like is in their flat, leaving them a Valentine's card. How lovely. What did it say? I oh, didn't write it down because I thought we'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's dropping rose petals all over the place. It says something like... Oh no, <laughs> this will be your last one. Or it was something like that, wasn't it? Should have said something like my bloody Valentine or something. I'd have uh, like, given the willies. Screw off. This <laughs> is going to be like this for two hours today. Imran <laughs> comes to the bistro and says, Adam, guess what? This Jeremy Bremner's been arrested for threatening to break a guy's arms. That's convenient, isn't it? Hooray, no more flat breakings then for you. Adam goes to pay and then he realises he's left his wallet at the flat, which, very handily, Lydia has just found. And she's got some magical teleportation powers because we get a lovely wide shot of her massive open plan flat and she's just kind of popping in and out of existence all around it, causing mischief. She finds the wallet, the wallet, she finds the wallet and photographs his card. Um, So she's going to be buying some things with his moolah. Sarah gets back to the factory later after lunch and says to Lydia, who has now managed to teleport back to there, Lydia always just, I don't know why she had a problem when um, Sarah and Adam caught her in the flat later. She could have just could, could have apparated out of her, couldn't she? Or disapparated, whichever one. Anyway, she tells uh, Lydia that Jeremy's been arrested and we're going to move back into the flat later tonight. And Lydia says, damn, because I was really hoping that I could blame this on Jeremy for a little bit longer. No, she and doesn't. I wanted to go she to your says, flat. oh, good. She did say that. Later in the evening, Lydia's back in the flat again. She's just back and forth, back and forth to the flat. She's like bloody Kelly this week. Now I'm at Gary's house. She's now like I'm at a, my mum's house. Now I'm like at Gary's house. She's like jumping in and out the window. Yeah. Anyway, she's got it. Right, I didn't get what was going on. Did anyone get what was going on here? So she's what? got another phone. So she's Lydia's oh, yeah. got her phone. Now she's got a new phone. And she's connecting the phone to their Wi-Fi. Yep. And then with that phone, she texts herself a message pretending to be Adam. I don't know. And that appears on her main phone or something. I didn't get it. I didn't really understand why she needed to connect herself to the Wi-Fi. It's because we're millennials. We need to be... um, I thought I kind of understood things like... What are they called? Wi-Fi. Hmm? What are they called now? Young people. Zoomers. (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. Zoomers. Yeah, I'm thinking of boomers. Mm. Yeah, Zoomers know. Tell us. Please. Help us, I don't. I don't get what Lydia was doing there, honestly. Listen, we watched if you it twice, help I didn't us, we'll it. tell you dark. how to make avocado toast. <laughs> anyway, Sarah and Adam come back. Lydia's cleared up all the roses and the card and something or other. What and a she's, load of rubbish. She's hiding Imagine there, so she doesn't get to find the little rose petal pile. And then um, she manages to make a dash out when she gets the chance. And she's like, no, 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 I must go back to the flat again. She's like a, she's like um, attached on a bungee cord to that flat this uh, this evening. She comes back, pretending to just be visiting, manages to get herself a drink, how lovely. And while she's there, she slips a pair of, I'm going to say gloves, but it could have been knickers, down the side of the sofa and heads off home. 
I think it was both. You thought it was gloves, didn't you? And I think I saw somebody online saying it was her gloves. They probably showed it was very obviously the gloves. gloves. Yeah. Don't use your break-in gloves as a decoy excuse for people to come around your house. But I thought that if you're supposed to be getting somebody to think you're having an affair with her husband, then generally it's the knickers that you drop down the side of the sofa. Is Sarah going to find it and say, what's this? You've been having an affair with Richard Hillman or something. She was not going by that playbook. She was going by the O.J. Simpson playbook. Oh, yes. Leave your gloves behind and then say you can't fit because you've got arthritis. <laughs> um, right. So anyway, she's been all sneaky. Um, she doesn't go home. She goes to Victoria Gardens, calls Sarah out to see her, acting all sad. And Sarah says, look, oh is it about God, this guy that you're seeing, your new bloke, Lydia? And she's then clocks because she's smart, is Sarah Lou, that this guy that Lydia's dating must be married. And um, she says, right, we need to go down the pub and, and, and talk about this properly. Um, but she doesn't judge because even though she says, well, I've been on the, the, uh, the wrong side of an affair before, she's like, well, you can't help what you, f- you fall in love with. What a dilemma. You can't help it, but you can help what you do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they go down the pub for a bit anyway. Lydia um, tells, tells uh, Sarah that this bloke she's seeing is actually an ex of hers. Hmm. I wonder who she wants to make her think it is. Um, she says, oh, I don't want to hurt his wife. It's just kind of happened. And Daisy's there sticking a neb in and is told to bugger off. Sarah comes home later, says, sorry, Adam, I took a two and a half hours in the pub there. What was it that he put in the oven for her? Cocker van. Oh, yeah, he's cocker van, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he's, he's cool about it, though. Meanwhile, Lydia, there's lots of scenes of them going, oh, everything's fine. And then it cuts to Lydia going, ha. <laughs> what she's doing at the end of the episode, again, I think I knew what was going on here. What's she doing? Because it wasn't really holding my interest, I have to say. She's sneaking around in the factory in the dark, which, unlike number one Coronation Street, does not have any kind of CCTV. And she's putting some knickers in a bag, sprayed it with perfume, and is labelling it to Lydia XX, and she pops it in the drawer. She's the first person to put knickers in a bag in that factory in three years. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just sit there and tap away on their computer keys, don't I've, they? I haven't made anything. Take a couple of clipboards. Um, so what's she getting up to there? So is the plan that... I assume that she put it in her drawer, so Sarah's going to find it and find that... I don't know. She's going to think, oh, that... When I saw this, I was like, oh, we'll find out on Monday, she's, I don't care. She's not going to find... If it, she knows that that's not Adam's handwriting. To Lydia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, you, I would know if, some, if somebody like, oh, I'm going to trick Gemma into thinking Michael's boy bought somebody underwear. I'd be like, number one, not his handwriting. Number two, he's not got the imagination. <laughs> number three, if he's trying to impress somebody, he'd probably just buy them chocolates and eat them himself. So Fair. That is fair. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I'm not mega interested in what's going on here. It's not that it... I said, did I not predict that Lydia was going to go crazy stalker She's gone a bit bunny boiler, hasn't she? I quite like it, but I think she needs to be a bit more obvious with her tactics because we're too thick to really follow what's happening. Stop connecting your phone to Wi-Fi and sending knickers to yourself because... I need a bit more. Yeah, this this is too a too subtle for me. This is a, a, a classic um, cliche soapy story, but it's all can't modern. Be with it, I don't. I, I yeah, I'm too old for all this. Um, I mean, wait till I, she sets up a, a an MSM messenger, a way 
a message that implicates Adam in a It's all fight. it's all Wi Fi passwords and tracking apps and all that these days, isn't it? It's literally every every dodgy story on Coronation Street is involves somebody getting into somebody else's phone and doing something. It's um I, I I I understand most of what's going on, but I do feel sorry for the little old ladies that are watching Coronation Street that don't have a clue. Um Well, at least we know they're not having affairs. I yeah. I don't I think part of the problem, like I said, it was, it was very slow. This took a bit too much of tonight's episode for me and an awful lot of back and forth between them. And, and I don't know how many times Lydia went to that flat, but I, I, I'm not too bothered about Sarah and Adam as a couple. And, and I'm thinking, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen here? Sarah's going to obviously find out or she's going to suspect that Adam's having an affair, much like Sally was suspicious that Tim was having an affair just a month ago. And then he's going to say, no, I'm not. And she says, oh, yes, you are, Adam. I'm throwing you out. Yeah, what's going to happen? And then Lydia's going to slip up somehow. And really? then Sarah and Adam will be fine again. What's the worst that can happen in this storyline? Adam and Sarah split up forever. <sighs> but Sarah loses that lovely flat. Who knows? I do like the flat. It's very yes, nice. Yes, new set alert. Yeah, we talked about that last week, didn't we? Very nice. Very and um, Not just new new deco. set, Gemma. We also had new coat for Imran this week. Did you notice this? <laughs> yeah, I Where's did. his lovely checkered jacket? Where is it? He had a nice high-collared black number, didn't he? That was his raincoat or something. It maybe. was. It had a little... Yeah, you need a new coat. I yeah. kept thinking I need to get a new coat for you. Yeah. Um, I, oh, well, the other thing that I did like about this, the, the bit where Lydia was revealed to be the uh, the mysterious silent phone caller. Mm. I liked how there was um, rain... <laughs> Yes, thank you. I liked how there was raindrops on the windshield and it made her look all kind of warped and distorted and a bit creepy. Just like her soul. It, it, it was it was kind of creepy and effective, the way that they had the, the flowers mysteriously appearing on the on the table and everything. I don't know. It's just not, it's not grabbing me because Adam winds me up. He's just, oh, he's so smug and smiley. I also do not believe that he made a cooker van. Do you not? No. Why not? You've got to have lard on so you didn't even have them. Oh, fake one. Okay. Um, I bet he just went down Here's the a mystery, Gemma. I bet he just went down the co-op and bought a cooker van and emptied it into a pot. I don't know. I, I, I think Adam can cook. I think he's. I think it's the sort of thing he would learn to get a woman into just bed. Just make one thing. It's a, no, I think it's What's a long game. What's your one thing that you're going to cook to Me? impress? When I die, what are you going to impress the ladies what, with? What, to woo my next... Yeah. Uh, Next My wife. next conquest. Next co-host. Well, I mean, I, I make a pretty fine Weetabix with um, oh, cinnamon no, grains on top. nobody's going to eat that. Um, I, a bacon sandwich. I don't think I, you can I'm quite make good at really... spaghetti on toast. No. Tin spaghetti, that is. Not, you you know. can't make bacon because you burn it, because you forget to put oil in the pan. Oh, come on, right. Um, anyway, I was going to say, here's a mystery for you, Gemma. Yep. What's poor Finn doing while his mum spends all day and night either at work or sneaking around being naughty? Maybe he's in the Young Offenders Institute. I think that we need to um, get her sorted for, get a, get a scene because she's neglecting that poor boy. Is he? Has he just got a very maybe a generous aunt by, or grandma or neighbour? Maybe Imran and Toya. Maybe, maybe. Um, I think they kind of... The fact that they haven't even mentioned him, which is weird because they wanted us to know very much that, oh, look, she's got a son a month ago. And now it's like, forget that she's got a son because that's too inconvenient for the story. And I still don't know whether whether it's actually Adam's son. It feels like if if Finn is going to be Adam... It is Finn, isn't it? Uh, If he's going to be Adam's son, then they'd want to keep ramming him down our throats to remind us about him. I don't care. No. Um, We're done? 
Next. So hang on a minute. Why is Lydia <coughs> doing this? Is it just because, because she is a woman mad. scorned? Yep. Because he said that we only went out for six months and it didn't mean anything. Um, I've I've not ever got this mad at someone, but you I have, can. You would have the potential. I can see myself turning evil, and but I, I don't think I'd buy someone flowers. I think I'd just do a poo on the floor and leave it at that. Thanks for that image. Um, Why buy flowers you, when you could just do a poo? That's free. Do you think that? <laughs> do you think that Lydia has the potential to? <laughs> No, up the stakes and go proper crazy or have we seen the limit? <laughs> yes, I like this idea. This is very unrealistic. I don't think many people really bother with all this nonsense, but I do like the um, the trope of the scorned woman keeps men on their toes. <laughs> Especially Adam. Such yeah. a cad. I know, he's too, he's too cocky and he's taking yeah. down a peg or two, too doesn't he? Right, Gemma, over to you. Max Impact, what has been going on with Daniel and Max this week? On Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that God, was this week. Oh, God, I think going to lose all our listeners now. Uh, right. I'm going to show you. Come I'm back, everybody. Are you going to sit nicely? the co-host You're going to sit with your behave. hands in your lap? Yes. <laughs> right, on Monday, Daniel comes round to the pub. He wants to do see Daisy but she's not there and Jenny says she's not there <laughs> and Daniel says has she gone to the police because last week he's, he admitted that he pushed Max down the stairs and Daisy just walked off didn't she yes she was a bit like oh dear she didn't say anything what drama uh, Daniel catches up with her later and she wants to know, he wants to know what she's doing and she says no I've not gone to the police um, she says she thought he knew her better than that. And she's clearly kind of trying to angle for some nookie or something, but he's not getting it because he's, he's not very bright, is he? He knows poetry and that's about it. Jenny um, sees Daisy is having a think later and wants to know what it is that she is thinking about because she's oh, not she, very she, this characteristic of her, her to have a think, is it? This is where she gives her bet reference, doesn't she? She says, there used to be a woman here called Bet and she'd say a penny for him. That's, that's a bit of a weak reference, but I appreciated it. Anyway. So women here called Bet used to have proper man trouble and a massive beehive. So if you're going to be uh, sad about a bloke, you need to get hair higher than that. Hmm. So, where am I? You're right here. Oh, wait, the it cat's, comes a cat. The cat's touching the pad. Come and sit here. Come and warm <clears> me up. <throat> Let me give you a cuddle. There we go. Right, so... Mm, why was Daniel asking about the police station? And Daisy's like, oh, I don't know. I don't really know. She won't she say anything. But she will admit that she's upset that Daniel is not uh, taking it further with her and having wanting to have a relationship. And he is very focused on his career. Yeah, he's always at that school, isn't he? <clears throat> yes, he is so focused on his career. He's there from nine to three he's, every no, day. No, get he's, he's there from 8.55 till 3.02. Come on. And he's, he and he only hard takes worker, an hour Daniel. at lunchtime, which is very <laughs> inconvenient for her. <clears throat> So, uh, Max tells David that his film that he's made has been disqualified from the school competition. I think that's what it was. I might have made he that had, up. they heard about the escapades with the police. I tell you what, if I get disqualified from my Jubilee pudding or my marmalade competition because of comments I've made on this podcast about farting, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> but also, if the Queen does listen to this, she might not want to eat my pudding. So, I can see. I can see either way. Um... <clears throat> Shona confronts Daniel in the street about <coughs> Max's dilemma and has a go at him about the competition. 
On Wednesday, Shona confides to Gail that David's worried about what the school is going to say about Max returning to school, considering that everybody thinks that he lied about Daniel pushing him down the stairs, even though he really did get pushed down the stairs. But on the other hand, he deserved it. Later, Shona tells David that Gail's not really being very supportive of Max. And David said that Max needs all the help he can get from the family. And there's supposed to be a pupil referral unit that well, he wants to get pro. <coughs> referred to. And he um, David's not very keen on that. Um, no, Max isn't very well, neither, well nobody's are, keen really. on it. Max Nobody hears about this and he pro. storms off. He's not going to the pro. Daniel sees Max crying at Victoria Gardens very unconvincingly. So he walks off. <laughs> He doesn't believe it. There's no water, therefore no tears. In the pub later, Daniel tells Daisy about seeing Max cr- fake crying, blames himself, and she admits that it's very hard for him to be falsely accused of being a liar. And Daniel says, I don't want to ruin Max's future. And Daisy says he should come clean about him lying, but um, he needs to decide himself whether or not he's going to admit the truth. On Friday, Max has got to go back to school and he's getting a bit concerned about it. And David is also worried because he's not quite sure he's going to become unscathed after the the day. (sighs) Daniel sees Max in the street and says, good luck at the meeting. And Max is like, get lost. You did push me down the stairs and um, you make me sick. Daniel goes to the pub <laughs> to see Daisy later. He feels a bit guilty and he's going to confess. And she says, I don't think you really should. Then they have the mediation meeting. With... Oh, I wonder which room in the school the mediation meeting went in. Was it Mrs. Crawshaw's office, maybe? It was not the staff room. I can tell you that for nothing. No, it wasn't. It was Daniel's room. And Daniel walks in and says, hello, this is my classroom. Can Get I teach out. a lesson, I've please? I've got to prepare for my next lesson. And they said, no, we're having a meeting, actually. It, he was having a lesson on the Scottish play, did you see? No. It said, bloody knife, bloody hands, bloody something. Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel bursts in um, and says, Crawshaw, you can't exclude Max. And Crawshaw says, yes, but you're on your last chance, Max. You're very naughty. She's already made the decision, hasn't she? Because the yeah. police haven't taken it any further or something. The police so. are like, I don't know. I don't know what law this is. I don't have to know this. Bye. The plots head back home and David tells Max he's had a lucky escape. Daniel goes to the pub. This is a theme. Um, He says to Daisy about Max and he feels like he needs to clear the air with him. Uh, She can't believe he won't let it drop. He goes, so Daniel goes to number eight and says, I'm very sorry about everything. Um, Is everything okay? Sorry to drop you in it about the whole rape thing, Sorry, rape and pushing and stuff. And Max says yes, but he makes it clear to David that he thinks Daniel is a creep when Daniel leaves. Yes. The end. Has Daniel got away with this then, or do you think there's oh. um, is there more to come? Because I, I still like stand by story. what I said last week, that Daniel absolutely deserves to be fired, and I think that they've totally thrown the character under the bus by have him, they've you know, six the... months into his teaching career when actually maybe he's still in training, he does this. The whole profession of teachers have been thrown under the bus on this show since Brian appeared. Um, there's a parallel universe in which Jenny is surprised that teachers are allowed to have sex and go and <laughs> have relationships <laughs> with each other. I don't know. I just... It, it felt like that. this was... Even though this, this storyline spread over three 
um, three days worth, I think, it still felt like not a whole lot happened. They were talking about, oh, Max is going to have a mediation meeting. Daniel says, oh, I'm a bit guilty about pushing him down the stairs and everything. Max gets um, told, yeah, you can come back to school. And that was about it, really, wasn't it? That was kind of the seemed to be, like I said, the theme for this week. Things dragging out for just a little bit longer than they needed to. Sometimes on Quarry, when you you kind of, what's the word, encounter something that you are not familiar with in your everyday life, Coronation Street can kind of teach you about it and maybe introduce you to things that you didn't really know. Whereas this feels like Coronation Street's like, everyone's had a kid who's been in mediation and had a prue or whatever it is. You all know what we're talking about. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, yeah. You know I what do. I mean? It's I... Like, I don't even know what any of this stuff is. I don't I, know how serious any of this stuff is. I don't even know what Prue is. I don't know what that means. But Coronation Street just seems to assume that you know and then you move on with it it's and it has school. no bearing on anything. Mm. And and the thing is about teachers is that because everybody's been to school, everybody thinks they know what school is about and what teachers do. But you don't have the slightest clue, I'm afraid. If you've only ever experienced school as a, as a student when you're a kid... You really don't do not know what goes on in this school. Yeah, we don't. We don't. You really push don't. Children downstairs. So, to speak with such authority really about don't. what teachers get up to as Coronation Street kind of winds me up, <laughs> honestly. Oh well. Oh well. Never mind. Try again. Speaking of scallyish children, um, let's move on to the next story then. Our Hamy storyline, which it was quite nice. I think this is my storyline of the week. Um, because we got to see more Jacob, who has been um, also lurking around for the past two or three months, hasn't he? But he finally got some scenes this week, and we got to find out what he's doing back on the show, and I approve. So, it is Tracy's... No, sorry, I'll reverse that. Amy's 18th birthday coming up, mm-hmm. and the first scene on Monday is Tracy and Mary wittering on about the fact that she's about to turn into a grown-up, and um, also she's going to get £40,000 from Granny Deirdre. Very nice. Amy is also um, yeah, acting... Yeah, such a working-class girl. ...quite secretive about some text messages that she's receiving and they kind of start digging like have you got a boyfriend and so on so amy admits to someone the sad thing is that 40 grand would not be a very good house deposit in almost any market in the uk now except maybe very limited parts of the north i know i know it's sad isn't it bloody hell i was looking at how much you need to like have a deposit for hours now it's like 50 54 pounds is it really i cannot I do not know I don't how. Know how you do it. Nope. Anyway, Amy talks to a Summer and Asher later and she admits to them that she's seeing someone and it's going well. Um, and he's someone who's made a change for the better in their life, but she's still um, very um, secretive about who this uh, mystery fella actually is. And Asher says, look, you better be careful then, because if you're saying that he used to be a bit of a wrong one, a bit like Corey, he might look like he's changed, but actually he could still be a bit a of a murderer or whatever. Or drug dealer or in this case. So later on, Amy and Mary are... Um, Amy sorry, and Mary. Tracy and Mary are wondering whether there is an age gap. And um, Tracy seems to... Uh, I don't know where they where they got this idea, but um, they seem fixated on this, don't they? And then Amy brings up the fact that Dev bedded um, Tracy at one point And also... Here's a good reference. Wally Bannister, the old guy that was... Was that paid by Bernard Cribbins? Am I remembering that right? I can't remember. So, nya na 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 you can talk mum. But she still won't admit to her that she has got a bloke. Um, Emma also wants to know what's going on with this as well. I don't know why she has appeared in this storyline. It's Amy's birthday on Wednesday. Hooray, she's 18. Prezi opening time. 
Um, Steve and Tracy are there. They say, sorry, we can't take you out to dinner. We've absolutely not got a classic Corrie Secret Surprise party organised for you. We also got to see her present from Ken, which was lovely. Um, Ken, did he appear in it this week? I don't think we saw any no, Ken. Um, I think so. He has bought her 10 driving lessons and a framed family photo How with her as reckon... baby patients. Oh, that was really sweet, actually. That was lovely. I did not I did appreciate I've that. I've got was... no idea how much a driving lesson goes for these days, but judging by inflation and how much housing deposit costs, I can only assume they're about £35 each. Maybe. I don't. What were they for you, for us? Well, mine was about like 16 £17 or something, yeah, when I learned to drive. Yeah, that was a nice picture, but it did very much look like a, um, everybody pose for the... Uh, pose, pose for, for Women's the, Own magazine. For the publicity picture, please. Um, so Summer and Amy agree to find um, that they going to find out because they're still asking about this um this bloke that, that amy's got they're going to find out on uh, tonight's surprise party because oh yeah yeah this is right tracy has um clocked that amy is wearing a new bracelet which is clearly from this new fella um so she says oh no summer and asha got me that so she has to go and get them to agree to this story again that doesn't really get anywhere summer what proves that she has no a retention for any knowledge whatsoever so I do not know how she expects to pass her exams oh yeah what if Oxford find out that she can like, remember about the bracelet she's like what oh yeah <laughs> yes I bought her I, a we bracelet we got her that <sighs> anyway everyone's setting up at the bistro um, yeah this is where Summer immediately fails at the pretend you bought the bracelet test Bra- bracelet test and um, Steve and Tracy go back home because they've forgotten the candles <laughs> or something and they find the door is on the latch. Hmm, what's going on there? Steve has a little bit of a spy through the gap and sees somebody running out the back and gives chase. He tackles him to the ground and this is where it's revealed that their mystery intruder is Jacob. Jacob Hay, the local drug dealer turned reformed bloke and also has had issues with the McDonald Barlow clan before via Simon. Hmm, what's going on there? Simon seems... Um, strangely absent this week doesn't he you'd have thought he'd have he, i don't think he was there at amy's party was we he haven't seen simon for months no it doesn't feel Which like is it weird because not... he didn't have a massive big rigmarole about how he's going on a gap year and backpacking no. around the Arden or anything this was such a secret surprise party that they forgot to tell amy's Surely cousin simon simon has been gone longer than roy was gone oh, when he made a bloody possibly. song and dance about buggering off to Peru Quite for like a month. So anyway, um, yeah, Steve's sitting on top of Jacob, gurning away comedically, in inverted commas. Jacob's saying, don't get the police involved, please. Um, but he does. Drug Tracy phones the cops, they turn her up, they turn up, cart Jacob off, and he glares at Steve, who gives him a kind of, well, you shouldn't have been a scally then look. Yep. Amy gets home later and is quite surprised to see Tracy there because Tracy, I think, had said, yeah, she'd said that we're working late, which is why we can't have a meal with you later when they were secretly trying to cover up for this surprise party. Tracy says, look, there's been a break in. Jacob's, um, you remember him? The druggy scally? He's been big broken. Steve is at the police station now um, giving a statement. Amy's walked in with bags of Indian takeaway. Yeah, which she was going to share with Jacob. I feel really bad for this girl because she's looking forward to a nice... Take nice away curry. for her birthday. What what do you think she had in there? Uh, what do you think she had? Chicken tikka. Chicken tikka masala? Yeah. Chicken tikka main? Yeah. 
Onion Bhaji. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm a bit unoriginal with my curry choice. I, I like chicken Bombay, which is chicken, potatoes and boiled egg. I think Ken's a bit of a vindaloo man myself. Ken's not invited, so <laughs> it's irrelevant. Um, maybe she's got a bit of lamb bolty. I do, we'll never know. Maybe we'll never know. A, some pop, definitely poppadoms, probably rice and a few poppadoms and a nice bit of... little bag of salad. Mango chutney. Anyway. Oh, what a nice evening. Amy says, I actually came to bring you a birthday tea that we could share between all of us. And Tracy believes her for some reason and says, well, never mind. You can have a duvet night in today. What a way to spend your 18th birthday. Well, she birthday. says she's sick, doesn't she? I think so, yeah. And then she and then she makes and she, sit on the sofa. That's right, that's right. So oh. Steve and Tracy go to the pub later. And this, yeah, Amy has apparently told them to go out and enjoy themselves or whatever. So Steve... Over the course of this little sitting at the bar, I would bar definitely bit. agree with that. If you're a parent and you got your kid to eighteen and they're not dead on Coronation Street and they haven't gone to prison, doing all right. Have a you? night out, enjoy yourself, yeah, celebrate. celebrate. Pat you yourself deserve, on the back. You deserve it. <laughs> Steve puts two and two together and realizes that Amy's curry was actually for her and her fancy man because hang on a minute, we said we wouldn't be there. And then at this point, they're still decided that he's some kind of cradle snatcher. So they go home to try and catch them at it. And this, but this is when they see Amy heading out, and she's and they say you're you're off to see your bloke, aren't you? And she says, No, I'm just going to go down the pub. If that's all right with you. And then I'm she 18. heads. And then she heads off in the completely opposite direction of the pub, which is weird. So Different I guess she pub. was heading somewhere else. Actually, though, that doesn't matter because she's gone to the police station to see her boyfriend, Jacob. Oh. Yes, it's revealed that Amy and Jacob are an item. Who'd have thought? So, Friday, Steve's not particularly pleased at the beginning of the episode to hear that Jacob has been released from the police station. And um, Amy spends most of the episode going back and forth to Villain's Alley opposite Speed Dial to snog his face off. Mm-hmm. Jacob says, look, you told, her, you told your family about me yet? Hmm, no, not yet. But I will, though. Just like Tim, we told Sally about your heart bypass yet. Mm, not quite, but I bet I will. Um, so, Summer and Asher go around to see Amy later. Why don't you tell us about Jacob breaking in? And she tries to play down the whole thing and says, look, don't be too harsh on him. And then, um, and uh, this is when they kind of, they themselves put two and two together and realise, hang on a minute, maybe Jacob is your mystery man. And she has to come clean, but she says, don't worry about it he's changed he's he's a reformed criminal he's all right he's he on the straight and narrow yeah exactly he didn't steal it or nothing um steve later on is um setting up a cctv camera outside the back of the house in an attempt to catch jacob should he return again to um to steal something else not that he took anything the first time of course and at the end of the episode more snogging away from amy and jacob in the alley and she says by the way watch out we've got a camera now and he's like don't worry about it I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to earn your father's respect and um, everything's going to be okay because I am a new man. Gross. Bring back COVID. Right, Gemma. No more Firstly, kissing. Amy, 18, thoughts. Can you believe it? 18 years old. I'm. That's that's out of any kind of character coming of age. That really, to me, makes me feel quite old. What about you? No, I don't know because I don't really think about it. I just, I've got massive, really, really vivid memories of Tracy being pregnant with Amy and that Christmas where she sneaks into the, uh, or she goes to the cab office and she tells Steve, you're the father and all the stuff with, um, yeah, with Roy and Haley thinking that he was the dad and everything. It seems like not very long ago, but it was actually a very long time ago. And it just feels very, very weird that Amy, who we've seen properly growing up because Elle took over 
I don't, I don't know how long she's been playing it now, like 10 years or so maybe. It's been so, so weird. Um, it is very, it's very weird because uh, soaps are one of the few shows where you literally watch characters grow up. And we have seen it with lots of other characters before. It was just Amy as, you know, somebody in the main family. I think everyone has a character that surprises them and makes them feel old and I do you remember when you were a kid and like you'd see your parents friends and they'd be like oh you're so old look how mm. grown up you are and you'd always be like who I'm the totally hell are you I don't remember who you are yeah <laughs> it's, it's so funny and seeing it with the boyfriend as well because I think I'm right in saying <laughs> this is Amy's first boyfriend isn't don't it know. they've left it quite a long time to give oh, her oh really her do first you think man. so well usually they're snogging away you know much earlier than this I think it's cool and I, I really well, I, I really do it like weird. the idea of Jacob and Amy together sadly this was one of the few things this year that I had been spoiled about I'd seen some pictures of them and um but now I was really excited to see the two of them together I think that that's that's has got the potential to be quite a good match. What do you think? He's a wrong What Any further think? thoughts? Jacob um, and Amy, do you like this? Do you hate this? Are you ambivalent towards this? I'll see what happens. Oh, that's a shame. I was hoping you might be able to tell me what you actually thought what about this. I've just told think? you I flip and think it's great. Because what, I, what do you want I like, me to say? I like Jacob. I like Amy. Do you think that he's really reformed? Or is he just stringing her along to try and get his hands on that £40,000 or something? How old is he? A bit older. A little bit older. I don't know. I, it seems to me that... I don't know. He's he's acting like he really has changed. But I don't know. It. I hope he has. I don't want him to disappoint me by being a naughty boy. Don't don't disappoint us and let us down. And, and I, Jacob I, will get very mad. I, I'm thinking they're maybe doing a bit of a Graham Proctor here by... Even though he was never really that bad, was he? He was quite nice in prison with David. He was a drug dealer. No, it it feels like they they saw potential in Jack James Ryan when he was in the show later and thought we need to bring him bring him back. Like they're, like they're doing with Kelly, rehabilitate him. And I much prefer him as being a bit of a... Yeah, a bit of a Paul Foreman sort of character. A bit of a... Has had a bit of a dodgy past, but is actually a nice bloke Well, now. I definitely will have Jacob in the show and... I will forgive him miles before I'll ever forgive Kelly. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Mm. Um, no, I, I'm I'm really 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 thrilled that Amy has got a proper boyfriend and a proper story, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going now. What's this CCTV going to catch, Gemma? Heartache. It, what What are we going to see? Is Is Ken going to be sneaking out the back for a, for a quick his nose, tag or something? Probably is. Yeah, Ken picking his nose. Eating a bacon sandwich. Yes. Eating a sausage roll and be like, it's a vegan sausage roll from Greg's, it's fair. <laughs> I think that there should be um, some characters on the programme should get one of the ring doorbells. Yes, if they would like to have a bit of bit extra of Front footage. surveillance. Makes sense, people getting them these days. And I really, I enjoyed this story, this is Good, great. Good, I heard you. Gemma, you have won the lucky... I alluded to Kelly. Yeah, you've got the so door you on the short straw here. What's going on with Kelly's mummy and her Everyone on Monday tummy. thinks she's great, don't they? Yes. We just have a scene at the beginning of the week. This this story irked me this week because it was like, oh, we're all happy. And I'm, oh, now I hate you and I'm leaving. Oh, now we forgive you. Oh, now I'm going again because you said something to make me sad. But yes, at the beginning of Monday, everything's lovely. Isn't Kelly wonderful? Viewers, please fall in love with her if you haven't done so yet. She's insecure because she has no permanent home. No. Um, she meets up with Stu in the cafe and he's very excited and chipper about life because he's got his job working as a chef at Speed Dial, so he invites her there at lunchtime with Maria and Gary 
And as she leaves, she bumps into Laura and she doesn't want anything to do with her. But Laura is looking a bit sad. So they have this meal at the beat, at the um, at speed dial. Um, everyone's happy until Laura shows up. And she says, look, I've got something to tell you. I'm dying. What? Kelly doesn't believe her. And Laura says, I've got stomach cancer. I'm dying. She starts crying. I'm sorry I've been such a rotten mum all these years, but I've got a new bed set. <laughs> Great. Bit squalid, squalid mind. Um, and Kelly thinks she's after a handout. So Gary finds Kelly having a quiet moment in Victoria Gardens later and wonders if Laura was telling the truth. And Gary reminds her that Laura's been a horrible cow and nobody would blame her for bidding her off, even if she does have stomach cancer. In the evening, Maria and Gary talk about Kelly and then head off to have a sexy bath. And while they're doing that, Kelly sneaks out of the flat. Um, on Wednesday, she tells Maria and Gary she's not feeling very well and they tell her to take it easy and they leave her alone in the flat. Um, it's also Kirk's 40th birthday, but no one cares. No, no, no. It has been Kirk's 40th, been birthday. 40th birthday. He's crossed out today, hasn't he? Yeah. So he's still 40. I thought that was kind of funny. He can be 40 but for a whole I... year. I just that that's also mad. I said it was crazy thinking about Amy being eighteen, but Kirk at forty, yet they're still writing him like he's a four year old. Hmm. Like they need to do something about that. Um Kirk sees Gary in the street and says he saw Kelly out late looking a bit rough and he and so Gary and Maria start to worry that she's back on the drugs. But we find out where she actually has been all this time. She's at Laura's house and Another she is set. helping her Tidy up, clean, trying to feed her, looking after her dear old dying mum. And Laura's looking a bit shifty. Um, she refuses to eat the microwave meal that Kelly has brought her. Um, and Kelly accuses her of being a bit melodramatic. And Laura says, I want to be mates in what little time I have left. And she's getting a bit maudlin. And she reminds Kelly that she's still a mum. And everything that Kelly is, she owes to her. And she tries to take a bit of credit for all the things that Kelly has achieved in her life. And so on and so forth. And they play cards. They play Go Fish. Laura starts to cheat. <laughs> they, uh, She wins. But they're having a good time. They're having a lovely time. Kelly returns home later. And she says that she's been at the park all day. Clearing her head. Um, <sighs> Gary and Maria accuse her of doing drugs. And she gets offended. Because she hasn't. On Friday, Maria says to Gary that they should start trusting Kelly a bit more. She He goes to give her tea in her room, but she's not there. I know. He finds her later and she says she stayed at her mate's last night and she's packing stuff to leave and Gary apologises for yesterday and says he gets overprotective about people that he cares about. But we find out Kelly has decided to go over to Laura's and is moving in to look after her. Laura thinks that she should stay with Gary and Maria and urges her to head home. So Kelly goes back home again. And Liam's baked her a cake. And Kelly says that she wants to take up running. Which I assume is going to be an alibi. In very much the same way it was for Kevin and Molly. When they are having an affair. She's going to be having an affair with her mum. Yeah. She's, she needs to take up ultra ultra marathons if she wants to be away for that long. I think that was quite a clever uh, little ruse for a, for an alibi, really, because everyone seems to be taking up running on Coronation Street at the moment. Craig, no, because they'll be like, oh, and... oh, what what fun run are you doing? What are you raising money for, Oliver? We assume stomach cancer, obviously. <laughs> yeah, didn't you think this week was just a lot of Kelly going back and forth? Like, oh, I can't live her anymore. Oh, I'm going to live with you. Oh no, you go back. Oh. I've... I don't know what's going on. I don't like medical staff. I don't like the fact that Laura's got stomach cancer. I don't know if I believe her. 
But I do like this idea of being somebody who perhaps has not done anything in their life except have a child and then thinks, have I even been a very good parent? Is this my only achievement in life? My kid hates me. What do I do about that? Do I win them back or what can I really, what's my legacy in life? As I'm dying, as I'm leaving this planet, is my only legacy being a parent for this child that hates me? What do I do now? So would would you are you kind of would you expect her to turn out that she doesn't she's have it? She's looked quite the shifty. I think a few she's times. looked a bit too shifty. I do not like another medical story. There was definitely a bit where she was taking pills. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like cancer coming up over and over again. I'm sick and tired of it. I don't need to watch Coronation Street. I'm trying to tune out of my everyday life and escape things that you know happen. And I don't want to watch it on the TV. So can we not have? I I, I think we don't things. have to worry about this. I think that she's. Can probably we just going not have fine. it anymore? This is a little We've bit gone, like um, we went so many years on Coronation Street without having medical dramas. Why? Why? We. This is a little why bit like when. Why does every person have to have a medical drama? Why? Because I'm so cross. This was like when Scylla was pretending to have cancer. Except that was a bit of a comedy story, wasn't it? When she pretended that she'd have been on the sunbed too long. And it was maybe a bit of an ill-judged comedy story. When I heard that Laura said, I've got stomach cancer, it was nearly the last straw for me for this programme. Yeah. Honestly. They they don't need to go down there. I don't want to. I didn't think, I I don't think I really even needed to have Laura back. I was was kind of like, when she turned up again, I was like, oh, it's Laura. I I didn't know she was coming back. But... um, She's quite young to have um, stomach cancer, but it's not... Uh, impossible. Mm. Anyway, that nothing really happened. I don't have anything here. to say about it. Well, you let's know, move on then. They're trying we to, re- to, they're trying to rehabilitate Kelly. They're trying to shove another medical story it, down it, our throat. It, no, it was just a time filler this week. It was nothing. A whole lot. I don't. Of I don't week. dislike Laura. I think that those characters are fine. I'm just would prefer to have met them under different circumstances. Nina Wright states, so Nina, she didn't do much this week, but she spent two episodes doing it. She says to Asher, I'm going to speak to someone about my mental health. Um, Dev, we see in a scene getting mad at Asher because she didn't go to Glasgow the other day. What's going on there then? Asher says, don't worry, we live in the future now. I had an online tour at Glasgow University. It was amazing. And Dev says, well, that's I didn't not... get glassed in the face once. Yeah. Dev's like, no, you've got to be glassed in the face to get the full experience, unfortunately. And he says, give me the train fare back at least. So Asher goes and has a bit of a moan to Nina about this. And Nina comes back to the shop later and says, oh, Dev, actually, it was me that stopped Asher from going up north. I'm having anxiety issues. I've got a bit of a problem with my whole mental health, which started when Seb was murdered. And that's all a bit awkward for Deb, isn't it? Maybe you shouldn't have brought it up. So um, uh, th- this th- this was kind of juxtaposed with Dev having um, stressy, stressy times for somebody phoning up the shop asking for pistachio ice cream because they thought it was a, a gelato or something. Anyway, um, Asher goes to find Nina after work. Dev says, don't worry. Or she, he has said, don't worry, I don't need the money back anymore. So Asher says, should we have a nice meal out tonight? Makes and, it sound like he's suddenly discovered he's got an ice cream machine and he can just make pistachio well, ice cream for he free. He does have a nice little cooler cabinet, doesn't he? A freezer cabinet right next to them. It's probably, Maybe he's thinking, digs around I wonder enough, who he might the going to buy this green, green ice cream. Box of ice cream there. Yeah. Um, anyway, Nina says, look, maybe we need to slow down a bit here. Because um, she needs to focus on her mental health a bit at the moment. She's not dumped Asher exactly, but um, yeah, she doesn't want to be going at it 
uh, quite such a lick. So Asher says, okay, that's fine. Let's just have a kiss anyway. Wednesday, Nina tells Roy that she's got a GP appointment today. Like I said earlier, Dr. Gaddis is back off her holidays. I assumed it was Gaddis. We didn't see her, sadly. And um, she, she's just offering appointments to anybody because that's how it Barbed works. Insert comments about the lack of face-to-face appointments with GPs in this country. Well, we already found out, I mean, it, was, it was only about a month ago, that Tim and Sally, when they decided they want to have their health check, like within hours they'd been to see a doctor as well, hadn't they? Really good health service. It's a shame. That's why the um, the police service is so shocking in Weatherfield because well, the they put all the money into the health the service. Doctors. Yeah. Um, anyway, she 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 see she doesn't want to tell Asher that she's going to the GP um, because I don't want us to be about me. I don't Too know late. What that means anyway. Um, Roy offers to go along with her. But unfortunately, and quite predictably maybe, Asher sees Nina going to the medical centre. But she luckily understands about Nina going with Roy and not her. But, well, she says she understands, but she looks a little bit pushed out. And they'll go in. Later on, Nina says, Roy, I've been referred to counselling. This is easy. Um, and There's a waiting list, which at least is realistic. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And uh, we we get treated to a scene of Roy putting his trainers on, which he had occasion to buy in 1992 after, uh, what was it, is he did it? What made him do it? Olympic Christian the Olympics or something, he said. It wasn't, it was Barcelona was 94. Uh, There was no Olympics in 94. Barcelona was 92. Barcelona. It was the first time that we met. Barcelona. How can I forget? There's never been a greater That's Olympics an amazing theme tune. Do they do Olympic the theme tunes? That you stepped into, into the room, you took my breath away. Oh, I want to listen to that song now. Barcelona. Brilliant. Do they Love do? It. They don't do. Why don't they do? Can you imagine how great the theme tune for? The 2022 Winter Olympics. Did we have a 2012 Olympics song? Anyway, they're gonna. Roy's got doing his. He says, "Let's go and have some walking fun." And also, Asher wants to do yoga, which is not an Olympic sport. So shut Asher up. Asher wants what yoga? Roy wants walking. I feel going to um, do something Olympic. Kelly's doing her. Can running. we not do like alpine shooting or whatever it is, where you go skiing and then you shoot something? Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, so like I said, there must be loads of things you can shoot in matches. <laughs> So there we go. We had we had about sort of ten ten odd scenes there, which just ended up with Nina Barcelona. on the waiting list for counselling. How thrilling! Listen to that now. That was brilliant. Jam. Tim. Barcelona. Tim. What's Tim been doing today? Don't poke me. He on Friday. He's Aline's uh, still on bell duty. He's making Tim secret sandwiches, which is probably going to kill him eventually. She don't care. She's going to die before he does. <laughs> Sally's not impressed. She catches them. Um, and she is seeing Abby this evening. So Elaine and Tim decide to watch a movie. You, you teased me there, Sally. I was thinking, this isn't that great a week in Coronation Street, really. But you said that Abby's going to be in it later. You lied Lie. to me. Lies, Sally. I saw that Abby this week. They watched t- Terms of Endearment. Don't spoil the end of it, Gemma. We've got to build up to that. Sally says, Tim loves a good weepy film. Because Sally's getting her nose put out of joint by um, uh, by uh, Elaine going around and um, answering every, is every whim, isn't she? So she does the, again, classic trope of saying, so-and-so likes this. So that when so-and-so shows so-and-so such-and-such, they go, hang on a minute, <laughs> I, hate I don't this. like this. This is a film that is 
19, made in 1983. Like me and the pound coin. Produced by James L. Brooks, and it is adapted from a novel from 1975, starring Deborah Winger, Shana McLean, Jeff Daniels, John Lithgow, Jack Daniel, John Jack Nicholson, and Danny DeVito. So Jack it sounds Daniels, bloody say. brilliant. <laughs> sounds like a laugh a minute. No. I can only assume that it's kind of like twins, but with John Lithgow and Danny DeVito as the twins. Maybe. And what was that other? What was that other? What was tw- twins? Was like when they turned out that they were twins. Twins. <laughs> but wasn't there one where? Wasn't there one where? What's his name? What did I say? Danny DeVito, John Lithgow. No. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant. What was that called? Junior. Junior. So it's like Junior, right? Where John Lithgow and Danny DeVito have a baby, and it turns out to be. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> well, I'd watch it. And it's really sad because at the end, Danny DeVito dies. <sighs> sad. <laughs> Sally sees Tim, Steve, and Peter at the cafe, and they make fun about her wanting to get rid of Elaine. And she tricks Steve to go around for movie night, so they watch the movie. It's very sad. It's like it's terms of endearment, so it's like it's kind of like. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but instead Danny DeVito in a movie with John Lithgow and Jack Nicholson, and they all play those same parts, but at the end they all die. Um, Steve heads off home after telling Tim he loves him, because it's very Aww, moving. So, so sweet. Um, he meets Sally on the way, and Sally is stunned to find out that Tim enjoyed the film, and she's knocked because she's trying to get into watch it for years, and she feels very pushed out, as I can assume anyone would do who's been trying to get their husband to watch Terms of Endearment for a decade, only to hear him refuse, even there's, though they haven't known each other for about like ten years. There's probably lots of films that you tried to get me to watch, aren't there? And then I fall start falling asleep within the first you ten just minutes, fall and then you, you get you mad. You really at me. refuse to do anything that I want to do. Ever, no, so. I do try. I just, just find just films a struggle to watch sometimes. You just don't, you're not interested. Anything I want to do, never, never bother. So I don't. No, sometimes. never bother. Never interested. Don't care. Oh. Would you like to watch Turns of Endearment now after it's if, got that sterling review from I Tim and Steve? I do not want to watch Danny DeVito die mm. in the womb. Okay, I don't think that's what it is. I think you made that up in your head. You don't like a sad film, do you? Gemma hates things that try to make her cry. Telephone, so I don't think be there financial difficulties. She's just having a look cancer, at the Wikipedia at the moment. Dying. No, children. I don't fancy it. If I want to have a cry at a film, I'll watch Forrest Gump and that'll do me. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. I know. No, um, I hate that film. It's stupid. And that's it for this week's Coronation Street. That was a mega short street talk yet again. Do you again. want to watch a sad film? Let's watch Titanic. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one like that. Jack, Jack. Listen, she could have fit on that. be like your French ladies. On that door. Gemma, do you have any final comments on this week's Coronation Street, such as a I character protest. of the week or... A score. I can't believe we've reached the end already, but there's just nothing to talk about, was there? That's why we spend most of the time just making farting noises. A hard hitting issues based storyline about lying to your child about having cancer or tricking your husband into watching terms of endearment. Uh, What else happened? Oh, nothing. But never buy someone lilies if you don't know. If they want them, because lilies are a controversial flower. Lilies are the most controversial flower of all time. Why is that? Because they shed pollen everywhere, 
and they stain things and they kill animals like dogs, cats and toddlers. They're good for they're good <laughs> to bring into school for when you want to show them the like the stamen and the stigma and the style and all that there. Nice no, and obvious. That sounds like propaganda right. to me. Catch of the week this week. Lily. I'm struggling now. Terms of endearment. I am going movie. to give Elaine's Bell. I am going to give my character Elaine's the week secret sandwich. This week. What do you think was in the sandwich? Ham. Cheese. Ham, pickles, and monster punch crushed. There was a little bit of salad in there, she said, because it was healthy for his It was heart. wilted. I'm going to give my character of the week this week to Jacob. Because I like Jacob. Glad hardly to see him it. back. He was hardly in it, but he got sat on by Steve. And he seems like he's nice and he's probably pulling the wall right he's out of my eyes. He's the next eyes. person to become pregnant from Steve McDonald. <laughs> Is it he going to get Amy pregnant again? It really can't help. I can't help but wonder considering Steve's track record. Jacob is mine and I am giving this sterling week of Coronation Street a good old... <laughs> I don't four know. out of five. Shut up, it's not a four out of five. I feel really bad because a load of people on the Facebook Where's group have been scoring marks? really highly recently. Where's the marks to market out of? Um I'm going to I'm going to give this week's Coronation Street <laughs> How oh, many sorry. farts out of five? I'm gonna give it two turs out of five. What's a tur oh yes, yeah, it's on the front of it, yeah. Oh gosh! I don't Can you imagine if Twitter would have ignited if that had said if that said turf? Mm. Can you imagine? Two turs out of five, Jacob. <laughs> Can you imagine if if that came out as a turf? <laughs> she, she, got, she just went, like get a pen out and write it onto the uh, yeah. Why not? Write it onto um, a t-shirt. I I don't know. <sighs> you got to give a score, Gemma. This is the last I'm going to gonna give this to Kirk because us what? people who are 40 have to stick together. You're not 40 yet. I am this year. I know. <sighs> You're not giving it to Kirk. Are you giving it to Yes. And I'm going to give <laughs> this week. <sighs> um... You usually just go when I give it a bad score. Usually, your your <laughs> modus operandi four. is to give a no. You usually, give it like half a point more what than me. I gave it two. It was okay. The stuff with Lydia. I give but... it two. <laughs> right. You've t you've helped me out here. I'm gonna give it two and a half terms of endearment. <laughs> <laughs> out of five. Yeah. And you got Kirk. And, Dan De and Danny DeVito will live in my movie, even though in the original <laughs> he gets he gets terminated. Oh, I hope that there were people who liked this week's coronation. Just tell Street, us what you think. And it I hope matter. that you didn't feel no, sad listen, about us. Never be yet. offended or threatened dull, by someone it? else's opinion of fictional things. I've it's had fine. another Everyone's very, fine. very, very busy, stressful week this week. No one's had a good does. time this week in this house. Nobody. Abby's living the best life at the moment. Everyone's had the worst time. Have you have a bad week? Yes, terrible. Why? No one's had a good time. We've all been sad and depressed and Coronation Street has in no way helped. <laughs> so we give it two and a half. They're going to get excommunicated Four Street and a half now. out of 20. That's really 20? crap. Yeah, because 
I'll give it two. You give it two and a half. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I have Great have I ever said there. I was good at maths? Have I ever said no, it? You have have not. I ever 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 claimed to be good at maths? No. no. Shall we but move on? Can I just say I think if we did give it for an for an half out of twenty, it would be totally justified. And that would be a very French thing to do because they like to score things out of twenty in France. Did you know that? Yeah. No. Yeah. There you go. They drink. What's that? In they have Cocovan and yeah. have scores Sauvin. And cook with lardons. Let's move on. To the cabin. Time for the news. We've got loads of news this week, Gemma. Lots of news, lots of news, and a cabin extra coming up, which usually means someone's coming or going. But you'll have to wait and see at the end of the show after the feedback. But before that, of course, Sally Denever is still clinging on in Dancing on Ice. She, um, I, I don't know how much longer she's going to last, but hopefully a long time for her. She, she got um, second from bottom in the leaderboard this week again. Um, she danced to Build Me Up Buttercup, which is a lovely little uh, ditty. Um, and, and yeah, although that she was boss, second from bottom in the leaderboard, she didn't even make it into the dance off, which means that lots of lovely folks like you have been voting for her. So thank you very much. Keep it up. And she also had the luck of the Flanagan, didn't she? Helen was in the audience this week cheering on our old telly mum. So well done, Sal. Keep it up. Improve anyway. On onwards and upwards. Uh, Gemma, talking about Sally's, do you want to take the next news item here? Sally As I monopolise that one. She is going to be in Tangled, which is a short play written by Debbie Oates, who is also a Coronation Street writer. Yes. It's part of the Vignettes, um, which is a series of short plays which are being shown at the Hope Mill Theatre in Manchester, starting on Wednesday the 16th of March and running for 10 days. So six short plays, local female playwrights. Um, there is also a play called The Reference, which has been written by Hannah Ellis Ryan. Who's that, you ask? Evil Katie. Dead Katie. Back to life. That's right. Hannah Gilmore. Yeah, this is really cool. This is this is really exciting. Um, I mean, this is the first time, I think, when Sally Ann Matthews tweeted it the other day. She said, first time on stage for 11 years. That's That amazing. must be somewhat nerve-wracking, but how amazing. Um, so I think if you are up north next month, um, I, I would strongly, strongly recommend. Strongly suggest. Strong suggest. Ticket. Very good. Tickets They're, are only what? Yeah. £14, £16, something around ten, about that. Ten days. There are a couple of weekends that this is being shown on, so you can get yourself a ticket if you don't have time in the in the week. If you do have time in the week, get yourself down there and enjoy Sam and Matthews being somebody other Everybody than Everybody loves Sally Ann Matthews being... Yeah, exactly, being someone... Other, I've never seen her be anyone other than I Jenny before. I've I wonder how difficult herself. it is going to... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I have seen, seen her be, being I've seen herself. Sally Ann Matthews playing as Sal. Yes. Uh, but um, not anybody other than Jenny and Sal. No, so this is cool. I don't, I don't know whether we know anything about what the play is about. Whenever I see Tangled, I just think about that Rapunzel film that um, the Disney made. We will find out when it is on it's stage. So Debbie Oates. Hope Mill Theatre, you can find, just Google it, you'll find the tickets. It's kind of just, kind of west of Islington, bit of Manchester, isn't it? Yeah. We've had a look. Next up, this week, this is all, um, a lot of this is, uh, so you had TV stuff this week, because Lisa George mm. is also going to be doing her stuff soon on all-star musicals in the spring. Now, we know that Lisa George is um, a quite quite a fan of the old singing Singing me bobs, isn't she? She uh, likes the rockabilly stuff. I don't know. Have we ever heard her actually sing? No. No, I don't think so. But apparently she's very, very good. We have it on high authority. I know that she likes retro fashion and classic kind of... 
Yeah, see, so she, she's like the, the, the she's like the, the band that my um, sister is in, isn't she? Because yeah, yeah, they sing all that stuff, kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but anyways, there's going to be a special of all star musicals coming up in the spring. I don't think we've got a specific date for it. And um, oh yeah, very best of luck to her. Lisa she, George is going to be in it, so she, she be plays Beth it. in Coronation Street. Oh yeah, we haven't mentioned that. We're confused about <laughs> who we're talking about. Yeah, do you want to do you want to read the Lisa George quote? ASM is a dream for me, both professionally and personally. The team here, a team have been so supportive nurturing and i can't wait to take to the stage very good luck to her i i, I mean I'm, I'm sure that this isn't really the sort of thing that we would watch but we would encourage people who like that sort of thing to keep an eye on it and if if it is a voted thing then vote for lisa um I, I had a look at who else is on the uh the guest list for the cast list what's the word celebrity list for it and the only one i noticed was michaela strachan um who is the eternally youthful wildlife presenter who i used to watch um when I was a little boy, she was. I think was you're all... putting quite a lot on somebody to say they're eternally youthful. Michaela Strachan never seems to age. Although to be fair, I probably haven't seen her on anything in TV for about twenty years. But yeah, she used to play, present Wackaday, which is the thing I used to watch every Saturday morning on ITV, and even during the holidays, it was on every day of the week. It was brilliant. So I do like her. Um, and there's there's a load of other people I've never heard of. But um, I think if I were to be a voting on reality TV show sort of person, I'd be voting for Lisa here. So you should too. Guess what? Unless you've heard of the other ones, I don't know. What? Have you heard of Waterloo Road? Yes, that's where, that's that's um, one of the things that lots of people who've been in Coronation Street have on their CVs before joining, haven't well, they? Well, guess what? It was cancelled. No, it's back. What? Waterloo Road is back. It's a school thing, isn't it? It's a school drama-y thing, I think it is. Secondary school Does it involve thing, people crying in darkened rooms? Because if it doesn't, Probably. it's not about a school. Wasn't, um, I think Katie McGlim used to be in Waterloo Road, I've got a feeling. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been brought back with a load of... Um, ex Coronation Street characters it's a it's a massive flood of Corrie talent into the Waterloo Road so I'm sure that there are some listeners here who do watch it so keep an eye out on when the new series hits because it will have Kat Pierce in and if you remember her she played Lolly who is a character that made quite a mark on us about when was that three years ago I'm gonna say maybe she's a booze smuggler She's, yeah, she not... would be against prohibition if she was in the early <laughs> last century America. Lolly, we we just said Lolly was the massive Marmite character, wasn't it? She Cat like, Pierce plays really Lolly. She and I interviewed her for the podcast once. If you can't remember, then go onto our YouTube or our website and check it out. There's also Sonia Ibrahim who played Mel, who was one of um, Nathan's um, goons. G- yeah, she Can was I too glamorous say, to be a she goon. She was utterly beautiful. I forgot. I forgot who she was. I googled her. She was like the stooge who who worked in the salon and she kind of encouraged Bethany to go along with Mm. evil blokey's plans. Yeah. Very, very pretty. Yeah, so she's going to be in it, as is Rachel Leskovac, who plays Natasha. I've worked myself into a corner here. All beautiful. All beautiful, indeed. They are really. It's very infuriating. I want to know what, what, what colour <laughs> Cat Pierce's hair is going to be. This school is just full of of girl of, of staff members who are going to. Yeah, drive I assume these the, are all sexy teachers or something. I don't know. Insane. Yeah, Rachel Leskovac, who played Natasha. Um, she's not going to be coming back to Coronation R. Street R. anytime soon. And um, finally, you might have heard of this one. I don't know. Kim Marsh. Who's, who's that? She was in Hearsay. Oh. You know, <laughs> pure and simple. That's right. Kim Marsh, who played uh, Michelle, our favourite character, um, is now um, sadly farther away from returning to Coronation Street because she's got this other gig going on. If you missed any of these characters in Coronation Street, you would do a lot worse than watching Waterloo Road because they're all in it and they're all probably gossiping and fighting and I don't know what Waterloo Road's about, but 
there's probably lots of drama. Probably is, yeah. And um, it's also, I think, it, is it based in Manchester? It's definitely filmed. North. Yeah. Somewhere. And speaking of drama, Gemma, now I don't know how much of a talking point this needs I to actually really be because this. it isn't Coronation when Street thought, news for When se. I heard about this, I thought to myself, the first thing I thought was, I am so sick of talking about this. I don't or maybe we to... should just report this and not comment too much on it because I think people could probably write our script for us for this news item. Hollyoaks is now going to be going online first. So on days that Hollyoaks is to air on, is it on E4 or Channel 4? I don't know, maybe both. First thing in the morning, it's also going to be available on the All 4 online service. So if you're a massive Hollyoaks fan, then you can get in there early and see it before everybody else gets <sighs> to. You know what we think about this. You also have not put in this list of news, which Has there been we didn't news? talk about, Neighbours. Oh gosh, yes. What's going on in Soap? That was, um, was that a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? I don't know, but Neighbours has news. been cancelled? I don't it's know. Up it, in it, the air. It, it's, yeah, I don't know. It might not be up in the air anymore. Channel it might 5? have been. Yeah, Channel 5 has been showing Neighbours, which was odd for me because when I, when we were little, it was on BBC, wasn't it? I know, I've never watched Neighbours. Did you watch Neighbours? You were a Neighbours girl, weren't you? Not a home and away one. Good neighbor. Yeah, I love Neighbours. Um, uh, who's the... Uh, oh, God. Madge. I remember... Jason Donovan. I remember when um, Helen... Who's the old lady? I remember when she died. I remember Sheila. when... Oh, oh, what's that? It's all right, don't worry. I remember when the bloke... Sorry. Harold... Yeah. died and then you turn up again i remember madge i remember kylie i remember there was a character who was a vegetarian but she ate pigs because she didn't know there were meat what i don't remember i watched wasn't it all there the an time. episode that was um from the dog's point of view or something i don't know it was brilliant <laughs> i remember watching it religiously toady that was a character loved it um but now it it's... was brilliant i think it was great and it's unfortunate you know, I remember also when I was at, at college, mm. not university, different Americans pay, pay attention, not the same thing. There was always a guy that was in my English class who would turn up late after lunch because he was watching Neighbours <laughs> and it didn't quite tee up with when lunch That's was so over. It's a bit of a student soap, isn't it? Lots of people kind of get into I it. I don't know like... when it's on in the UK at the moment, but... When I was... Daytime, I'm going to say. It was say. daytime and then it got repeated well, during the evening. The, the, the interesting thing that I found about this is I didn't know how much Channel 5 actually funded it. And the reason yeah. it is possibly facing the axe, and maybe this has been confirmed, I don't know, is because Channel 5 had decided to pull their funding for it. And then over in Australia, they're going, Struth, we can't afford to make this anymore. So there it goes. How are we supposed to eat all these shrimps on the barbie? Yeah. Yes. So that it is, is really, it's very sad I'm very news. upset about this. It is a bit of a an institution. It's a soap legend. Um, always Australian soaps there were there's Home and Away versus Neighbours and I remember um, when I was at school going into the changing rooms and we were always talking about what was going on in Neighbours and because we had a bit of a of scenario sort of a similar way to the way neighbor, um, Coronation Street was kind of consumed in countries that weren't the UK before the internet mm. is like a bit behind so like we're two years behind on neighbours oh, yeah, and i remember yeah, people yeah. coming in and going oh my god harold's gone missing oh my god Tony, what <laughs> it's like what are you talking this is a lie and people would have all these rumors because they had um yeah relatives that lived in australia and they would tell us all this gossip about what was going on it really is the canadian cory situation it really new is. zealand wasn't it new zealand was the one that was really far behind and um yes yeah, so so 
the news is, in case you have not gathered from our <laughs> rambling, that in the UK, Neighbours is um, screened on Channel 5, which is one of our terrestrial channels, which everybody gets. Um, it's probably, well, easily the least reputable of our terrestrial channels. Yeah, it used to and be known as like the late night smut channel, hasn't it? withdrawn its funding for Neighbours. And so... The soap has said it cannot continue without this money and it's going to be cancelled later in the year. Now, if somebody else can stump up the cash that Channel 5 has withdrawn from Neighbours, maybe it can continue at the moment, we're not sure. Either way, I'm very upset because I think that soaps need to stick together. I don't watch Neighbours anymore, but I certainly want... I don't want any soap to stop because there's safety in numbers. I feel mm. like we're we running. Hear about... Do you, I feel like we're running through like um, a saber-toothed tiger uh, enclosure? In- enclosure, and we're all kind of like grouped together, and we're being picked off one by one by. I mean, you you hear about American evil. soaps kind of going. I'm sure that as since we've started the podcast, there's been some American soaps lost, but it's a bit different over there, isn't it? There seems to be like a million soaps I, in America. So is Home and Away still? Home and Away is still going. Why? But, yeah, it's, it's, but Neighbours, I don't... I, honestly, I do not know, but in my mind, Home and Away is like the, the extenders to <laughs> Neighbours, <laughs> Coronation Street. Like, I don't know which Second one was first. Class citizen. But I feel like, ah, for the two, Neighbours really needs to continue <laughs> if if either's gonna gonna go well you never know hopefully this isn't another the beginning of the end of soap because we've had a lot of the beginning and end of soaps recently and obviously it's very kind of uh what's the word eurocentric even though it's uh it's yeah a... australian based maybe some of them can come over here we can have more australian characters in weatherfield well didn't what's his face go over there curtains man well, yeah, Ocean Adam Rickett, he was in Shortland Street, wasn't he? That's the same thing. I think. <laughs> anyway, we've talked about this far too much. So, um, boo for Do Hollyoaks going online first and boo for no- Neighbours being um, cancelled. Keep all the soaps. Don't change anything, ever, of anything. Don't show and vote. anything other than soap. <laughs> and, and vote for Sally in um, skating. And go and see other Sally doing her acting on stage. Buy a ticket, love it. vote, keep soaps alive. And that is it for the news. Well, no, it's not it for the news. We are, as I said earlier, we've got a cabin extra coming up later. Very exciting. Is that the word? I'm just, well, maybe, maybe it's exciting news. Maybe it's sad news. I don't know. Um, you'll have to wait and see. Although you probably already know. But before we get to that, let's do some listener feedback. Okie dokie time for some feedback. So thank you everybody who sent us some feedback this week. Thank you for everyone who's voted on the Facebook poll. Last week's Coronation Street got 3.4 out of 5. Very good. I wonder how this week did. Did we score low again? Quite possibly. Um, Kerry this week gave um, Curry three older than Shona fillings out of five, which I thought was quite funny. Hill gave it four smashed plaster cast handprints out of five. And Stephanie was my pick of the week this week. She gave it four serial stair pushes out of five. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, Gemma, you've got an email from George here that you're going to read out. Have you not? I do. I thought George you did. George says, so Adam Stalker is none other than that witch Lydia. And of course, I have to use the word witch. As I know myself, we can't swear on podcasts. Nobody has ever sworn on a podcast, you're right. But really, the story could have been something huge, and instead, it's a flop. Could it have been huge? I just don't get why Lydia would stalk Adam over some meaningless fling, and we all know Adam has had countless of those. There's got to be more to it, like, could he be the father of a child, and he never knew it? Also, shouldn't Daniel be involved with this too, as he cheated on her with Daisy and then broke up with her? 
Her friendship with Sarah, though, is giving me major bunny boiler signs. However, Sarah and Adam don't have a rabbit, so we should be safe from Cory doing its own version. However, wouldn't it be surprising if it goes down that route and Sarah killing Lydia in the bathtub? That, that email got dark, George. It kind of started off with just like a little it. bit of criticism and ended up with Sarah, with Sarah Lou killing um, Lydia in the bathtub. Lydia, uh, Sarah's in the bathtub going, what are you doing, my darling? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, do you think that the, the reasons behind Lydia about... stalking Adam seem a little bit weak? <sighs> well, or are just some people like that? We are used to, um, as a society, women blaming the other woman when clearly the man is in the wrong almost every time. What has Adam done wrong here? Let us just unite sisters together as a class of, of a biological class of women, rise up against the men, everybody now... Turn to the nearest man in your life and drown him in the bathtub. And soon we will rule this planet together and probably reduce emissions by at least, hopefully, 50%. You won't be reducing any emissions. (laughs) 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 Thank you very much, George. And I'm going to move on to Nancy now. I'm just saying, ecologically speaking, if we all killed all the men, it's a win for the environment. You can eat us all as well, can't you? Nancy well, says quite nice actually unless you're a vegan or a vegetarian in which case one more time. in which case I totally I, I sister stand behind you and totally agree with your right to choose whether or not to eat your man or just leave him for everyone else to have a chat on mm. carry on Michael Nancy says Daniel wasn't thinking about his teaching career when he shoved Max that's why you should eat both of them right. He, um, he should have called the police instead of confronting him. Max was misguided to think that Daniel deserved to have his flat trashed. Yeah. The scenes between David and Max were great. Many. David should be spending more time with his son. And I'd like to have a scene where David tells him he needs to help fix what he broke in the flat or go around and apologise to Dev at least. Again, another man. Daniel, you're right. It he really is. is. Honestly, if we can look back at this... No woman in Coronation Street has ever done anything wrong. Look at this, dispassionately, in a logical way, Mm. like you're a Vulcan. Look at this like Spock. Spock would kill all the men and eat them. Carry on. I don't don't watch Star Trek. You don't know about Star Trek, so you'll have to take my word for it. I'll take your word for that, yeah. Um, Daniel should really be giving up uh, teaching or going to another school, says... uh, So he'd have to eat himself last. I know. Says, uh, says Nancy. And Kylie wouldn't have liked to see her son trash a flat. Oh, she would have loved it. She would have been like, yeah. She'd be like, great. I think that runs These in the jeans. jeans yeah. Hasn't um, Becky has trashed... It might have even been that exact flat once that Becky trashed, I'm sure. So I think there is something in that... Um, what, what was their surname? Um, Granger. Yes. Maybe. Um, anyway, she wonders whether Max takes after Callum. Well, we would know about that because we did a character profile of Callum this week, didn't we? Earlier on in the week, we went back. Yes, we that's right. Kill him and eat him. Nina took a positive step when she agreed to get help. I agree with Gemma about the treatment of women's mental health issues. Thank you. And I hope that Nina will come out the other side in a shorter time than Carla did. Yes. Has Carla come out the other side? I tell you what, if they've if Nina doesn't get back to the way she originally was, I'll be pretty knocked off. Carla should wrap Peter up in his blanket and bake him 180 degrees. We didn't mention that picture of Peter on Sarah Louise's desk today. My Did God. Else see that? Was it that on, was the worst was case of just Carla's let's take a desk? random... Oh yeah, it must have been. I tell you, why would Sarah have a picture of that? Do you think Carla's like... like take a random no. screenshot of Coronation Street, stick it in a frame, done. That was the worst picture I've ever seen of Chris Gascoigne. 
as Peter. And I can only imagine that Carla's like working away, beavering away there at her desk, working, working. The only person who does anything in the factory. And every so often she looks up and she thinks, what am I doing it for? <laughs> and she looks at that picture of Peter and she goes, that's right. If I don't stay here, I'm going to have to go into that. <laughs> better carry on um nancy continues that she thinks beth is going to be heavily involved with helping craig i can only say this because we all know and have established chris gascoigne is quite the snack according to quite a large majority of our male and female mostly female Um, vice versa yeah that was that it looked like just a screenshot from when he was going through his jigsaw and blanket phase i don't know know what it was a picture why on earth i don't know has he not got a better picture than that okay um anyway yeah emma needs tracy and steve's involvement in this maybe and um she liked the eileen and tim scenes and gave last week's coronation streets three and a half boxes of belgian chocolates out of five with max as the character of the week eat him with a shout out to daniel eat him what? Eat them both. No, I'm not. Never mind. Eat, eat the rich. Um, I say eat the men. Okay, Gemma, can you just do a little bit of talking while I'm clicking away here? Because I've just realised I don't I, actually have Rebecca's uh, messages at the moment. I do. Look, so if talk, you're a man talk, talk. and you're talk, and you're listening to this and you're offended Sorry, about my suggestion that we eat you, I yeah. can only apologise and say that Michael is right. There are four empty cans of pink things next to my chair. Did you eat all those today? Drink all those today, I mean. It's only four. What are the pink things? <laughs> pink gin and pink tonics. Pink gins. Um, okay. It's, it, listen, I, I, I finished at work early and so <laughs> I celebrated by myself. Drinking all afternoon. <laughs> and listen, that's not bad. Four in, four in an afternoon. It's like eight hours worth. That's all right, isn't it? That's fine. You Please do write what in you and like. let me know. Do what you like. Right, I'm going to read Rebecca's tweets. I have got them now. I tried to be clever and just put a link to the tweets on the, on my text document here, but it's just slowed me down. Right, Rebecca says she enjoyed last week's, mostly due to the Max and Daniel story. Even though Daniel says he pushed him, I think it was an accident due to Daniel's bag lying on the floor. Yep. He totally pushed him. No. He probably didn't mean him to go right down the stairs, yep. but he did give him a little nudge, didn't he? Listen, he however, helped him out. However, Max accusing him won't help things i did enjoy max this week especially the scene where david told max about his rape max however shouldn't have destroyed daniel's flat did enjoy paddy flipping the table though i do understand why max did it although he was only sticking up for david glad that lydia and daniel split up although i don't know if daniel and daisy will get back together soon I think that they're I think they're getting close to there to be honest. I'm really feeling for Nina at the moment, although Asha should tell Nina she needs to spread her wings and go to uni. I hope she sees this, although in the end I don't think Asha or Summer will go to university. And if they do they'll intend Manchester one like Amy's planning. Um I did enjoy Asha comforting Nina though. That was sweet. Adam was daft buying his oven for Sarah, uh, the oven for Sarah for a birthday, though it's kind of what a man would buy for her partner's birthday. Oh Rebecca. We're not all that bad. We wouldn't all buy people ovens for our birthdays. Not now you've heard this podcast and no. you know what our plans Cross are for that you off men. The list. Because you're all going to end up being cooked in your ovens. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a foisted by your own petard, cooked by your own oven, isn't it? Yep. Um, I thought he was going to buy Sarah a nice present in Is the it, end, but that, that didn't happen. What's that called where? Poetic justice. Yes. I'm kind of. Thank you. I bet Daniel loves that. I kind of glad Craig has left the police as he wasn't Just the best. Just imagine <laughs> Daniel walking into the flat. There's blood and guts and like a big carving knife kind of stabbed into the side, and he walks in and he sees Adam slowly re- re- um, revolving on a spit in the oven with an apple in his mouth, and he says, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I lost like her. it. Um, Rebecca says she's glad Craig's left the police because he wasn't the best police officer. And I'm really hoping that the storyline is finished, but I have a horrible feeling that new evidence might come forward. I enjoyed Ted's grandson being called John and Craig telling Deb that he knew a good YouTube video for plumbing. Why yep. did you enjoy Ted's grandson being called John? That's weird. I really wish Rita and Audrey had made up, although I did enjoy them talking about the Diamond Jubilee, though I was a bit like, Yay! that's in June, when I first realised. Diamond? Isn't it platinum? It is platinum. It's definitely platinum. I'm hoping that Audrey drinking all the time won't be an alcoholic storyline, but just, uh, Audrey likes a drink story because we know she does. You four gin and tonics in an afternoon and, and not fine. be an alcoholic. And not just spend the first half of a podcast <laughs> giggling and making raspberry noises. I like, I did like Kelly doing the presentation for Maria on the computer and like seeing Liam again, but I could see the water spillage coming a mile off. Yeah. As silly as the bell was, I did find it amusing that Tim kept ringing it for Sally. I agree about Elaine though, she is going a bit silly. I liked Eileen coming round and the reason Steve isn't in the story was because Simon Gregson is probably in the castle at this point filming. Oh. Well, this is, he was back today though, wasn't he, in the, ca- in the cafe. Finally, I understand Fizz not wanting to label Hope, but on the other hand, I also understand Ty wanting to find some more information out. I like seeing Phil again. It's been a while since we've seen him. Mm. Character of the week is Max and I give it three and a half bottles of dry white that according to Rita is Audrey's tipping point out of five. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rebecca. Now we have an email from Richard. Last I one of the night. Promise not to then kill. Then we got a cabin extra. Cook and eat you, as I do all listeners who are X Y who listen to this podcast. Richard says, "Hope you are both keeping well." Huge thanks as always for all you do producing the podcasts. Well, you are welcome, Richard. I work very hard doing all this production stuff. Although I have been an avid viewer, says Richard. For all but the first nine years of the show, which I only miss on account of not being born, and usually have a really strong memory, I seem to switch off with characters I don't really rate. This must have been the case with Callum Logan, as he was a relatively recent character, and yet there were points you made in his character profile which completely passed me by. I remember he was a drug dealer, and his mum was very respectable, and that General Winter idolised him, but that was about it. Oh, glad to be of service to you, Richard. And he reckons that 2022 has had a very strong start for Coronation Street and he hopes that it continues. So that's really nice. Has it? No, excuse me. <laughs> but some people have liked it. Some people probably like this week. Oh, I know. And as usual, I think it's partly what you bring to the show in your own personal life and your your own personal baggage that will help or yeah. or kind of hinder you to enjoy a certain week or not. We've, we've had a busy few weeks. Of a non-podcast thing, so, haven't we? Um, I can only hope that if you enjoyed it, you write in and let us know, and stick with us, and I'm appreciate feeling... us for um, our ups and downs, and being honest because that's all we can do on the show is yes. be honest about what we think and try and, our best. And I honestly, I always go into the show feeling positive, and actually next week I've got a good. Um, I, I am also feeling positive about because I'm assuming there's going to be more Amy and Jacob stuff coming up, and I have had a tiny little look at a little bit of spoilery That's stuff for next week. I couldn't help rude. it, and there are a couple of characters that are going to be appearing next week that I'm very happy to see again because we haven't seen much of them recently. Jeff, not Jeff. Charlotte. Right. Sorry, Abby's come. Abby, Abby, have you got anything to say here? Let's just listen to you. Oh, isn't she cute, everybody? She gave it five out of five because <laughs> she's a cat. 
Right, we have got a cabin actually coming up now. This is spoilery bit of the podcast, and why is it a spoiler? Because this hasn't happened on the show yet. But there is some news that's come out this week that we have absolutely got to talk about. If you don't want to hear news about things that have not happened in the UK on the screen when you're watching Coronation Street, and you don't want to hear it, and you're worried about hearing a spoiler, you're going to hear one any minute, so you better turn off the show. We'll see you next week. Um, Twitter, blah blah blah. Music, blah blah blah. We'll do it We're properly do at the thing. end. Watch I out. I think that's enough Here's warning, Gemma. Who's leaving? I'm going. I'm leaving. You can't. You got a cat in your lap. Aline Mardell is leaving Coronation Street, everybody. She plays Emma. She does. Emma, Emma is leaving. That's so sad. She's only been here for a little while. She's going to be filming her final scenes later this month, and then she's gone. And she that was a it. massive, Just uh, it was just a surprise drop out of nowhere on social media a couple of nights ago, wasn't it? She made an announcement in, a, in picture form on Twitter, which I found very suspicious because I wonder whether they were trying to keep the secret and somebody threatened to leak it or somebody found out yeah because it was like it was like 10 o'clock at night on monday or tuesday night was it don't know what happened there because normally we find out from spoilers or the show will tell us or something very very rarely do we find out from an actor announcing yeah they are leaving so that was very weird well this is what she said playing emma on the most iconic street there is has been the best experience of my life Four years have gone so fast. Compared to other cast members, I still feel like a newbie, which makes my decision to leave all the more difficult. But I feel it's the right time for me. I can't thank everyone at Coronation Street enough for welcoming me and trusting me to tell so many wonderful and heartfelt stories. And of course, for their own friendships. When I see Pink, I will always think of Emma. That made me really oh, sad. Is sad. Ian McLeod has said, Big-hearted Emma has found herself in a massive pickle, one which will ultimately cause her to wave goodbye to the cobbles, at least for now. Alexandra has been pure Corrie Gold since the first moment she lit up the screen in 2018, and I am sure viewers will miss Emma's sunny, silly sweetness as much as I will. She has left a memorable impression on the street, and I wish Alexandra all the best in the next chapter of her career. Gemma, reactions, go. Boo. <laughs> um, I love Emma. I think Ali Mardell is fantastic as Emma. I think they faltered very... It feels like a quarter of the time Emma's brilliant and the rest of it is just them trying to wring as many tears out as they can, like squeezing an old dishcloth over a sink. I think and that they've just done a number on her character and it doesn't feel like they can like properly save her and make her go back to being as brilliantly wonderful as she really, was for the first year say, of the show I in the next month or two. completely object to the fact that this stupid goddamn, I can't swear, but I want to, flipping crutch storyline is probably going to be the nail in the coffin for her. Mm. I can't believe that this stupid, pokey, rubbish, clunky crappy awful excuse for a story Abby just turned around and gave me the dirtiest look I cannot believe this will be the end of Emma Brooker she is such a fantastic character she is really beloved and this storyline has gone down like a turd that won't flush I know and it, it feels I mean Eve McLeod has pretty much said yeah she's in a pickle at the moment and that's how she's going to leave so it's it either like, means she's going to go on the run or she's going to go to prison or end? maybe she's going to end up yeah. disappearing off how with, can this with John end in a satisfying manner in in the way that this storyline is, is going now knowing that she's going to leave in the next three months or so 
I'm absolutely furious to think that this could be that this is going to be her exit. I know She's, it's really it really is a shame. But to be honest, the story of Emma on this show feels like a series of completely missed opportunities. She's. I, I mean, we we haven't done a character profile of Emma yet. Obviously, we will when the um when the exit happens, and it'll be interesting to look back and see well what was it about the character that was so brilliant at the beginning? And I think it was just the the natural comedy. She's just really funny. And, and then and it, and once they realised oh she can be hilarious, then they made it a little bit too in a forced, very real didn't sense. They? It very much reminds me of what happened with Raquel because Raquel has gone down in Coronation Street history as a very sweet, funny character. But when you actually watch her stories. I would say a very similar percentage of it, just like Emma's stories, are all miserable and testing out how much we can make the actress cry. Because they have brilliant comic timing and are fantastically good at playing the innocent ingenue and not understanding what's going on and coming up with funny lines, um, they also get thrown all the stuff that makes them cry all the time. And... They get remembered for the funny bits, but not the sad bits. But I, I really don't think Emma's going to get remembered for being a comedic character. I think she's going to be remembered for all the really sad things. I think she still will. I think she's still going to go down as a comic character. But you character see what I mean? Despite... I really do think that she is very similar to Raquel in that way, where they both are supposed to be funny characters, but if you actually look at what happened to them on the street, it's a series of tragedies. I just, I think that with Raquel, we didn't get tired of her having all these tragedies whereas Emma I think people are getting a little bit sick of it at this point and and that there have been like there was a scene where she got arrested for something the other year and then I really felt for her Emma. But, yeah Emma but just just recently I've just got a little bit fed up of it and and with the, the comedic bits it's not felt always natural some of the things that she said um, whereas Raquel it has come across as being more more natural and it's a real it's such a shame because it, the no character had like massive her. massive potential you're right she is very unique on the show and as somebody who has family ties to the McDonald's now which was a great little retcon-ish for her it, it felt that she could have had as permanent a place on Coronation Street as she That's wanted well oh, she has honestly. she has got one as long as she wanted which yep. turned out to be not very long at all she can come back whenever she, she could wants have been now. a She's mega in. legacy character she's got her, her feet under the table at the McDonald clan yeah they would have her right back I think it's just very surprising and sad yeah. to, to see the character go such but a waste real waste she's such an asset Ali to the Murder show wants to do then good for her and I hope that she has great success in whatever that she chooses to do Waterloo Road (laughs) (laughs) Um, she's she completely brought Emma Emma to life she's been so good oh I just remember one of my favourite moments was when we were at the Soap Awards and Ali Mardell picked up her award in the speech that she she gave she was so wonderful she seems like such a lovely nice brilliant genuine mm. person and I just hope that she finds success in, in in a role um, but I just, I can't help but feel sad at the potential that Emma had. Honestly, feel like Emma could have been in the show until Coronation Street ends, you know? Because mm. she, like like you said, she's a McDonald. She is, she's a classic character. Honestly, she's got the makings of a classic character, iconic. Mm. She is fantastic acting. She can do whatever they give her. She's perfect every time. She can do anything, but unfortunately the things they've asked her to do have not 
I can't hold my mm. hand up and say I've enjoyed them. And I and you're right that she could have been a Corey legend. And I think now I don't think she will be. I think she will be a blip on on the massive Corey chronology. The thing is, these days, uh, four years. If you want to be a, if you want to be an icon on Corey, you can't put four years in the in current Corey because that's nothing. You Especially know, with the way they film everything at the moment, they know, can go months without showing you episodes yeah. a week. For you know, it's not the same. You know, mm. no. Sorry. Oh, please change your mind. You're not going to change your mind, she are can, you? She come can come back. back again. Hopefully, I hope so. I just really hate. I just hate so badly that this stupid goddamn crutch storyline with a bloody goddamn blooming fake nail down a goddamn sink. Is going to be the end of Emma Brooker. God damn it. God damn I'm it. I'm wondering whether, how much Imran's going to have to do with her because at the moment, <laughs> he knows that she was a bit tiddly when she was taking Faye driving Can at New Year, him? can't we? Wasn't he? So I think that he's going to be the one that sends her down and um, that's not But gonna... what's going to happen? This is the interesting thing. I mean, the only interesting thing about this, this entire debacle is how is she going to end? Is she going to go down, like you said, or run away or what? Well, I still think that there's there's... They've um, put this John character in as a potential love interest for her. But then that's weird. If she goes off into the sunset with the grandson of the person that she, she kind murdered. of is responsible for the and death then, of. Yeah. And then she like she literally just came off the back. Like, what's she going to do? Reuse her bloody wedding dress? It's only used <laughs> once, like, a few months ago. And it yeah, I mean, that's true. Not only is she coming off the back of this silly crutch storyline, that's coming off the back of the... Kind of silly Curtis. You think Ali Mardell was just like looking at her scripts, going, "No." Well, I wonder. I'm not doing this anymore. It's I stupid. wonder if she's. I don't, no, I'm sure she know. would never say. Is well, she looking at what's happened to the character and goes, That's "No, crap. this isn't what I signed up for." I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's it's a shame. Hopefully, they will still really be able to turn think... things round and give us some proper classic belly laugh scenes in the next She's couple of months. She's got to. Honestly, do not think that there's a single person who's who has heard this news and gone, okay, that's fine. It's had a very strong reaction online, hasn't it? Um, People Emma, are shocked. Nobody was expecting this. I would not ever put her even in my top 50 of people who were going to leave. No, and certainly not that I would want to leave. No, absolutely. So, um, yes, because we're always sad. going on, aren't we? We're always really cruel and we say, oh, what, we're going to cull the cast who we're going to get rid of. Never would we have said Emma on the chopping block, ever. No. There are no, so as much many... <laughs> as we sometimes complain about some of the silly things she says and the amount that she cries, she would no way She's be there. Brilliant. She would have a protective layer around her, but yep. obviously somebody's got in. Well, uh, listen, I really hope that she finds something that she likes to do. So do I. I'm fascinated to see what she's what she does next and what other kind of characters that and she I can really, play. And I really, I know we'll never find this out, but I would, I'm dying to know what the story behind the announcement is and why it was her that, that came out with the news. And because we've heard before, like, I, I don't want to say anything, like, we don't know anything. I don't want anyone to draw any conclusions from anything that we speculate or talk about. We genuinely do not know, do not know her. We've never spoken to her. No, we've never no anything about with the, Ali. Don't know anything about the, the background of this at all. But in the past, um, we know that uh, tabloids have found stuff out and said, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to leak this unless you tell us something else. And I do wonder whether they were hoping that this was going to be a massive shock and a bit of a twist. And then somebody found out somehow a mole 
an insider yeah. leaked this to, to the papers and they were going to run with it and she thought well I'd rather announce it yeah, on my I own I do wonder terms. how much freedom just... the actors have over revealing their exits like does is it is it we ultimately down to them or do sometimes Coronation Street say right you're not allowed yeah. to announce your exit we, we are going to do this when we decide that we genuinely do not know the answer to this we are just asking the question we do not know but we you know, for example, say um, when Andy Carver was returning to the street, mm. we we know that he kept that secret. Was his name? Um, Ollie Farmer. Ollie Far- yeah, he he would t- even tell his family that he was going to be back in the show, and they kept that very secret because mm. they wanted that to be a big shock. And a well, also, and it we was. were just uh, earlier this week talking about the same with Sean Ward when when Callum was bumped off. He yeah. didn't tell anybody else about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when we did the character profile of Callum, we talked about that. Mm. So um, well, we know that when they want there to be a twist and a shock they ask that nobody reveals and especially the actor would never would never say mm. but you know if think... you're going if you're th- if you know that it's going to come out wouldn't you go i'd rather i i controlled the narrative here of of what's happening i suppose i i, I just in I my head know. the way that she's going to act the way she's going to leave sorry isn't going to make anyone go, whoa, no. Like, if they hadn't known, it's going to be like, oh, really? And so maybe it's better to, adva- to announce well, yeah, it Well, yeah, that's advance. the thing. Nobody would have ever thought that this stupid goddamn crutch storyline was going to lead to anybody doing anything other than going, ooh. Mm, it's a shame. Well, And I, you know, the sad thing is, at the end of the day, we've seen Craig lose his dream career yeah this and was it for nothing Mm. maybe oh i wonder whether i'll be able to get ali as a guest on the podcast i really liked it i've not i've not said anything bad about ali mardell i think she's wonderful no no we haven't i'm not criticizing her i think she's fantastic um we just said the storyline hasn't been to our taste and some of the directions that are taken the character and i very much love to be able to chat to her about her time with emma i I just think she's wonderful i think she's been absolutely love emma she's brilliant and you know, the very brief period of window that we got to see her be herself, Ali Mardell, at the Soap Awards when she was accepting that was just absolute gold. She is wonderful. I'm going to miss her and Amy growing up together because like, it's always been Amy's been the kid and, and Emma's been the adult. And Who now is she Emma is, Am- be... Emma is an, Amy's an adult. Now Emma's a tur by herself. She is, isn't she? Yeah. Aww. Right, I Isn't think that just doesn't that go it. to show you? I just got to say that that is like the perfect tiny snippet into Emma's beautiful soul that she didn't even take sis for herself, even though she's the older one. <laughs> she let her the sister have the word sis, which is you know actually a word by itself, <laughs> and she took the word ters and and had it on a t shirt and wore it. beautiful right we are done thank you everybody for listening to the podcast today sorry it turned out to be a bit of a short one again let's hope there is a little bit more to keep us chatting next week I think um, we were a bit knackered this week so in some ways maybe we're glad that it was a bit of a a shorter one there's still other things to listen to anyway like the bonus podcast this week if you haven't done so yet we've got a massive huge archive full of countless hours of bonus material and if you get really bored and you're not a patron, 
You know we sign up for that? Nice plug. Nice Thank plug you. there, Gemma. Um, you can give us a review on iTunes. <laughs> five. Definitely got to be five after this week's sterling effort, hasn't it? Please. Um, follow us on Instagram, like on noises, Twitter. Five out of five. Facebook, please. We're on YouTube. What do we put on YouTube? Oh, we put the Bet Lynch character profile on YouTube this week, didn't we? Because we know Gemma all the characters. Jenny gave her a shout out. Most of them. Um, and that's, Steve that's Fisher. It, really. Yeah, we, we know who Steve a, Fisher is, so if you ever Fisher. question our knowledge of Coronation Street, just tell us that you don't know who Steve Fisher is and we'll fight you yeah. in, the, in the playground. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. That's it. And one more for luck. Goodbye. Goodbye. The music for this episode came from podcastthings.com. Remember, Jeremy Wyatt. <laughs>